Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And yes, sir, we got D set up in this piece. We're going to go large in charge up here in the basement, man. This is what we like to refer to as a throwdown Thursday, which is great because we're setting up for wild card weekend with the NFL and, of course, Alabama, Georgia, and the, the grand finish to the college football playoffs. Sorry, SEC haters. <laughs> Too bad for you. <laughs> And also too bad if you didn't already buy your tickets to that game on StubHub. Because all the Georgia fans not only crashed that site, but I think ticket prices range up to like $100,000. Good God. Hope you saved your Christmas cash, y'all. Woo, those ticket scalpers, man. I tell you what, they're, stock, they're stockpiling those profits for next year, man. You know what I'm saying? Next Christmas, dude. They're going to have some nice presents stuffed under the tree somewhere. But look, it's been a couple of weeks. We last recorded before Christmas, uh, before we, you know went divergent pass and did some traveling and broke some bread and hit the road and you know all the great things that come with christmas and parties for new years and all that rigmarole other than cheap all you can drink <laughs> events <laughs> that that old, old giggity gals and uh, the missus enjoyed but look man let's get everybody up in this piece it's good to be back it's good to see everybody's faces uh, i do like mark's ever random supply of hats and tonight he has a home run hat uh, I, I don't know if you're if that's wishful thinking for maybe the Mets next season. Maybe they can belt out a couple of big ones for you. I sure hope so. Anyway, let's do this right. Let's do this proper. Let's get everybody up in this piece. First and foremost, man, that's right. The one and only Shannon, the Twitter Terminator, Mogoffin. What's up, brother? <laughs> I have to ask you. I watched the entire Oklahoma-Georgia game, mm-hmm. and after watching that game, dude, like, I was spent. I felt, I don't smoke, but I felt like I needed a cigarette after watching that game. <laughs> that was a hell of a football game, dude. That was a hell of a, I mean, if you love defense, maybe you didn't enjoy that one as much, but that being <laughs> said, that was intense, dude. It was super, so super intense. intense. And- Back and forth all day long, and both those teams just put on a hell of a show. And hats off, hats off to both teams. Uh, it's one of those proverbial: no one deserves to lose, but there has to be a winner. You know, yeah. Uh, and a lot of people said, "Well, who lost that game?" And it's really more like, "Well, Georgia won that game more than you know what I mean." It feels more like that somebody had to win, and ultimately that's what Georgia did. Uh, it, it feels less like Oklahoma flat out lost. Although, really, I got two words for you: squib kick. <laughs> bad, bad, bad execution. I don't know if it was a bad decision, but it sure as hell was bad execution. <laughs> there is uh, no- it was bad on all parts. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. And the execution was absolutely terrible. How on earth that dude? I don't know his name, but how on earth that dude stuck his paws out and brought that ball in? I don't know, man. That was uh, that was a hell of a play. Kudos to him. And that's right, Shannon. You said. <laughs> Ball. Show did. Show, Show did. did. Show did. So, yeah, well, obviously we're going to spend some time talking about the Rose Bowl because that, that was a hell of a football game, man. It was. Hell of a football game. Randy, this, I'm, I'm going to break form here for Randy. Oh, yeah? yeah, man. Because look, dude, old Jimmy G out there dropping some bombs in San Francisco, brother. What is happening? Garoppolo. Holy yeah, moly, bro! He actually he actually brought in he brought my uh, season to where I want was hoping for, uh, getting at least six wins. I said I'd be happy with that, and I am just because it actually means 
a nice bright future. Unfortunately, got to get him signed first. But I had well, reason he, to celebrate, bro. Uh, you know, New he, Year's right. He with, made himself uh, a lot of money on the back end of that season. Oh yeah, you definitely. know what I'm saying. God, if if he's not number one in jersey sales or close to it, I'm gonna be amazed. I'm gonna be absolutely amazed. And oh, oh, quite frankly, I know uh, the 49ers are eligible for hard knocks. Not that I'm a huge hard. I mean, hard knocks has its moments. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, it's interesting, but to me, I, I don't know how you pick a, a, any other team other than San Francisco with with the you know Garoppolo era. Begin. I think that's a fascinating thing. If I got to pick it, that's the team I would pick. You know what I mean? Because I, I think that's a fascinating story. I know, yeah, it's all about the quarterback. Some people are tired of the, about that. That's fine. But a young coach, man, a, a, a team that's really kind of been beaten down over the past couple of years um, and looking like, you know, you get the guy, you turn a corner. Dude, I, I would love to see that offseason and see some behind-the-door stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that that to me would be compelling, and I would want to. I'm not a 49ers fan. I know you are. I'm not. I don't hate them. But I would, I would actually want to watch that, and I think that would be cool. I mean, I think it'd be great too. I mean, obviously uh, Lynch isn't exactly keen on the idea of doing it. Probably but, not. I mean, he's already come out and said he really does. He hopes that, he, that the Niners aren't on it. But <coughs> I don't know how much say he'll actually have in it. I don't know if it's something that York will be going. Yeah, we'll do it, or I, I don't know how that usually works. Well. We'll find. I forget all the other teams that are. I mean, the Redskins are eligible for. I don't want to see them. <laughs> I don't want to see any. I've seen enough of them this year. I've seen enough. <laughs> I even suffered through that absolutely shitbag tacular game uh, with the Giants, which I guess means I have to bring in Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to hit your cue, brother? Well, first off, the hat is the. Home run, you know, Apple and center field and city field, you non-baseball SOB. Um, oh, it's an Apple? Uh, yes, it's, it's the Apple. Oh, well, now what? Field, New York. Okay, well, you know, we, we couldn't see that. For all I know, you were wearing a red beanie with a fluffy green top. That's that, too? Yeah. <laughs> That's way, the- you, should never, you should never talk about baseball. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why you not? Know nothing, you know nothing, Justin Green. <laughs> you, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> I do know that Game of Thrones coming back in t- 2019. It feels like forever. It feels yes, like forever. Does. All right. Hit your cue, Mr. Yes, ma'am. What? <laughs> yes, well, I'll ma'am? I'll hit my cue. Damn. Do you want me to just... Do you, do you really want to get Captain Snarky on your ass this early in the podcast? I'll hit my cue. Really? Is my that cue. where you want to go? Because we, we can play that game. You want to play that game tonight? No, I'll hit my cue. All right. <laughs> Three, brew, and... Woo! Woo! All right. No, I did not know that was the apple on your head. I was blissfully unaware of that, by the way. Since we've only referenced the hat like twice pre-podcast, and you neglected to mention that, and I didn't see the green thing on it. But however, I am happy that that makes you happy, sir. And I I also think that uh, I hope that you appreciated the glasses on... What is that dude's name from, uh, from Georgia... The kicker, man. He had those old school retro 
glasses. Oh my god! When he yes. when he when he oh, busted yeah. out that what was it a fifty five yard field goal? Yes. Yeah. That was that, and that changed the game. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty dope. Loved it. That was a great look, man. I saw some people just posting pictures of that guy. <laughs> that was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. But uh, all kidding aside, man, I don't, I don't, I just don't know how we can spend, how we can open with really anything other than a Rose Bowl. I mean, I don't think we can either. At Georgia, Oklahoma, that really was one hell of a compelling football game. Uh, obviously, a, a double OT special, and uh, you know whether. <laughs> Some people aren't going to be happy, sure. If you're if you're an Oklahoma fan, and it's a bitter end in some capacities for Baker Mayfield, we get that. Uh, and I'll, I'll readily admit, I would have loved to have seen that offense against, well, ultimately what ended up being Alabama, because uh, that I mean that would have been a hell of a matchup and a compelling storyline. That being said, they had their shot; they didn't get it done. But you have to, you have, just you have to walk away appreciating the ebb and the flow of this football game. You know what I mean? Uh, and I know it, it's not a defensive gem. It's not a defensive masterpiece. That's I mean, it finished 54 to 48, which I'm pretty sure is the most points that were ever scored in the Rose Bowl. Yes, um, they, but they beat last year's total by a point. Yeah, how about that? But here's the thing. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia did have five straight defensive stops in the second half. So there was some timely defense in certain moments of that game. Right, and I think that's part of the story of it is how the first half goes. And we referenced the squib kick, which still I think was a, a terrible, awful execution, but a terrible decision. But you have to give credit to Georgia being down double digits twice in that game and still managing to come back and ultimately winning that thing. You know, and yeah. that was just incredible. And you know, I was kind of watching it; it was a little bit fragmented because we had some stuff going on, and I kept kind of popping and looking at the, at the brew chat and. You, you always know when it's a really good game when the when the brew chat is just lighting up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people are going, <laughs> you know that people are on it, watching it, and having a good time with it. Um, yeah. So, well, obviously, there's a couple of things to get into with this. But what's your main takeaway from this game, Shannon? Very few games have left me feeling like that. Yeah, the USC Texas game did. Gosh, there's a couple more, but. You know, it's very rare when a game just drains you. And this is one of those times where this is one of my all-time top ten games that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Just watched from beginning till end. No one bothered me. You know, it was nice because the the kids and the wife were doing their own thing. And they left me alone. (laughs) And I got to watch that game. And Baker Mayfield put on a show in that first half. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and um, oh God, what's the kid's name? Anderson, the the running back, Rodney Anderson. Mm-hmm. That man is going to make an NFL team happy, very happy. Yeah, that kid, that, that kid, that kid can roll. He can run. He can play running back for any team. Well, <clears throat> that was like a running back showcase in this game, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you got Chubb and Sony Michelle who <sighs> just were crushing it. I mean, Bruh. if you if you look at the running back stats, you have Michelle. Uh, 181 yards, three touchdowns. Chubb, a buck 45, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Rodney Anderson, 201 for two touchdowns. I mean, it, and that's just the running backs. Look, all of them put together, that was almost as much as Navy did to UVA, right? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. 
Th- thanks for playing UVA. Thanks for playing. <laughs> I mean, I, I get. I guess UVA showed up. <laughs> no, uh, they were present. I don't think they showed up, dude. Don't know if they played, but <laughs> they showed up. Oh, Man, maybe man. they were tore up from the night before. Who knows? Now, uh, 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 just fun factoid about the uh, 49-7 midshipman ass whooping that they laid on the Cavs. Uh, military bowl record: four hundred fifty-two yards rushing. <laughs> all right, and they they attempted one pass, and it was an incompletion. So all of their yardage was it was all it was all the ground game, dude. It was their running backs, it was their quarterbacks. It was that's obscene. So, <laughs> yeah. so navy, so it's so navy. Full speed ahead, baby. Full speed ahead. Yeah, they were they were full speed ahead. My goodness. <laughs> anyway, all right. Enough about that debacle. But uh, kudos to Navy on that one. That 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 was fun for all the Navy fans out there. But. Uh, Hopefully, Seaman Staines enjoyed that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. The Seaman Staines blast. Oh, wait. Never mind. <laughs> uh, all right. On that note. But, uh, yeah, dude. The, 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 but, the, yeah, I mean, the, just the run game. I, I mean, just some of the runs they popped off in this game were, were just ridiculous, man. Just absolutely ridiculous. And it, there were there were some – obviously, there was some other stuff. You know, late in the second quarter, I did like that little trickeration bit. Uh, that was a third and goal touchdown ba- uh, pass. Not bass. We're not fishing here. Uh, <laughs> on third and goal to Baker Mayfield in the corner of the end zone. And it, it, this really sets up probably the, the what I think is clearly a turning point in this game. Uh, 31-14 with just a couple seconds left on the clock. And what we what I wrote in my notes is the infamous uh, squib kick. Um, but, you know... This is one of those times where you're like, I'm glad they didn't just take a knee. You know what I mean? They didn't just take a knee. Let's get to the locker room. They banged out a quick short yardage play, and Rodrigo Blankenship came out with those D-stat-approved glasses, man. Those spectacles, brother. What a perfect name, Rodrigo. Rodrigo Blankenship. That that sounds like a dude would be in the movie, doesn't it? Sounds like a a pirate to me. (laughs) Rodrigo. (laughs) Uh, he just needed an eye patch, man. That would have been sweet. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Ye old Rodrigo. Ye old Rodrigo. Uh, you know, walk the plank, matey. But, uh, yeah, a, a career best and a, a Rose Bowl best 55-yarder to close out the first half, 31-17. And it I don't changed know, it, completely. It, I mean, it really did, did. Didn't it feel like that? It did. Yes, it did. You know, I mean, there's in any in any given game, there's always these moments where a team, it's like they're going to step on the throat or going to get the dagger in you or you get the doubt. You know what I mean? And then at the same token, there's windows of opportunity and there's, you know, when the, when the doors cracked open a little bit and it felt like Oklahoma cracked the door and they kind of let them take. Now, they had to do it. I mean, that's a hell of a kick. That's a that's a big time kick in a big time moment. So kudos to them for doing it. But they managed the end of it perfectly. And, of course, and then, then, then they come out in the third quarter, mm-hmm. you know, score the only two touchdowns in the third quarter to tie the ball game going in the yep. fourth. Yep. So, I mean, you know, they, 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 they did it, and then they did truly carry it through. I mean, yeah. you know, they, and um, that was just super impressive. I, I give a ton of credit to the coaching because, um, I mean, Oklahoma certainly, you know, uh, dominated the first half um, and, and, and deserved – and Brent should have should have gone to halftime at thirty one fourteen, but they screwed up. Mm-hmm. Georgia took advantage, and and they rolled with it. Halftime adjustments, man. That's yeah. That that did the trick. And and I, I would say talking about talking about you know 
Rodney Anderson. I mean, yeah. you know, the, 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 the wild thing about that I'd say is, um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm a, you know, uh, Oklahoma fan or that I knew a ton about them outside of Baker Mayfield in the passing game, but you know, certainly the, the people who you expected to have big games, big rushing games were, was the Georgia side. I mean, so, you know, everybody knows about, you know, Chubb and Sonny Michelle, but yeah, Shannon is a thousand percent right about Rodney Anderson. That, He's absolutely got NFL caliber stuff, uh, hard nose runner, mm-hmm. and I, that was that was not expected by me. I mean, I, I figured it was going to be the Georgia rushing attack versus you know the Oklahoma passing attack. Yeah, and, you know Anderson going twenty six for two hundred one and two touchdowns, and and just just punishing some dudes. Uh, he's he's going to make an NFL t- team very happy. Shane, and is a thousand percent right there. Yeah, I mean he had a pretty good. Hey man, the Giants need some running backs. Uh, I mean, that, it, that they do. Unless they're going to play the Redskins every week and Orleans Dark was going to pop off for a 75 yard touchdown around to start the game. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, defense. Thanks, defense. Can we play them every week? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't. No, if you, only if twice you, a year. That's if you get mad and do a custom schedule, you might be able to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? What uh, the hell? But, but, but yes, yes, we definitely do need a, uh, some, some running back help. So. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look at my understand. And, and and yeah, I mean, I'm sure I know he didn't come out of nowhere. But I'm just saying, certainly in terms yeah. of you know, just the public perception was you know expects you know great things out of the Georgia rushing game because everybody knows about you know Michelle and Chubb. But you know, Anderson, mm, that was impressive. So, like, what do you think ultimately, other than a squib kick, what do you think Oklahoma could have done differently to, to try to I don't know pull this off or deal with it? Or was there just it was just that's the way the game went. And you just give kudos to Georgia and say, you know what? That's football, baby. That's how it goes. I mean, I yeah. think once 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 it came to the second half, to me, it felt like whoever had the ball last was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, that that that's that's what I felt. And um, so I, I don't personally, I don't know that there's much that could have been done too much differently. Um, I think Mayfield definitely looked a little. Um, I don't know, a little off at times in the second half. Um, but, you know, but was it part, was it the third quarter that uh that that dude need him pretty hard in the back? I think uh, Julian Rochester. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that looks too pleasant. No, I mean, look, I mean, you got to you got to give the you know obviously the the Georgia defense a ton of credit. Man, they were all over that dude. They were all yeah. over that dude for for chunks of that. But that was a they could have thrown a flag on that and nobody would have complained. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, I mean, uh, what what the Ravens say back in the day, a little. A little extra hot sauce on the head, or something. I'm pretty, you know? I'm pretty sure uh, Rochester put a little extra hot sauce on that one. Yeah, uh, watching the real I, I, that. I saw but, that. I was like, eh, that's, yeah. that's... Eh. you know, I'm not saying they had to call it. I'm just saying they could have called it. They didn't had to, but I mean, if it was NFL, it's getting called. Yeah, college, yeah. eh, I don't know. Yeah, but. But I did appreciate the game had a great flow to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the referees weren't throwing flags every five seconds or anything like that. So that was dude, very let nice. Play, man. Yeah, let them play, dude. Let them play. You know, so that 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 was good. I did appreciate and, that. And certainly, I mean, Oklahoma had to feel good. I mean, they got that that um, you know that fumble return for a touchdown you know, late in the fourth. I mean, totally felt like ah, that, that could have was- been the. Crazy. That was a crazy well, play. That was an amazing defensive play, and that that that, mm-hmm. that certainly felt like that could have been, you know, crucial. Um, but Georgia just did a great job. I mean, you you knew they had to score right back. I mean, there's yeah. there's absolutely no way they could have you know gone three and out or put the defense right back on the field or anything like that. Um, so well, you know, phenom- phenomenal job there of you know getting the getting the score back by Chubb and uh, tying it up. 
I mean, just, just just think of just think of how rapid this is going, right? I mean, it's thirty-one. They get the field goal, thirty-one seventeen, right? Third quarter, they, that's a, they, you know Georgia forces a three and out, pop off that fifty-yard touchdown, boom, thirty-one twenty-four, right? And then you know they hold, they end up stopping them again, and then they pop off for a thirty-eight-yard touchdown run on third, and that was Sony Michelle that time, thirty-one yes. thirty-one, right? Mayfield throws a pick. Sets up a short TD pass and second a goal from Fromm. Little end zone strike. Bam, 38-31 Georgia. You know, and then <clears throat> then you have Mayfield kind of stepping up again. Uh, ends up leading the drive. Hits uh, Flowers in the end zone. 38-38 tie game. Beautiful and, play, I mean, by the way. Absolutely. And you're, you're like, okay, man, Georgia ball. Man, you know, Oklahoma like desperately needs a, a stop or something. And this is the fumble you're talking about. And Sonny Michelle, a dude that like just doesn't – he's not a fumbler, man. No, you know, he doesn't. Not. He doesn't do it, and I mean, it was it was a great hit. Uh, Parker is the guy that picked that ball up and cranked that thing down the field. Man, forty six yard scoop and score, forty five thirty eight, and you know, then it's Georgia Georgia's ball again. I mean, this is just boom, 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 man. So much stuff is going on. Uh, Fromm hits a couple of clutch throws, moving around, and Chubb finishes off the drive with a short TD. I mean, it's a forty five forty five game. Here comes OT. I mean, it would. I mean, that was a hell of a lot of sequences. You know what I mean? Setting yeah. setting OT up and setting up uh, just a, such a compelling finish for this thing. And, you know, again, I think it's funny, you know, in a game that had so much offense, it trades some field goals in OT, and it's like a, a, a key defensive play. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's amazing to me sometimes how those things work out. You know, in the second overtime, Oklahoma's going for another field goal, and, you know, Lorenzo Carter gets his mitts on that ball, man. And they just block the hell out of that sucker. And it's just like, and, I mean, it's just crazy. Big time plays in big moments. And in a game with that much offense, you know what I mean? I know they polished it off with the run. I get that. I get that. But that block was absolutely crucial. Two Absolutely. special teams miscues cost Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just think about incredi- that. Incredibly athletic play by the dude to get there for the block. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and then, yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, Michelle got to finish it off to, you know, for a little bit of redemption. Or, well, <laughs> for a little bit of redemption. Well, a, lot, a lot of redemption. <laughs> a lot of redemption. Because, <laughs> uh, like you said, he's not a fumbler. And I'm sure he was, you know, so worried that that was going to cost him the game. And so, oh, he had you know, I, for a lot of reasons, my, my, my uh, um, uh, cousin, um, Went to Georgia, so I mean they they were uh, uh, had a couple of people that you know were going crazy about the game, and I was certainly rooting for Georgia for them. So uh, I, Shannon, Shannon, I can keep biting on his words, but I mean I, I also, I mean I I couldn't pull away from the TV for a second. That was the best college game I've seen this season, and yeah. uh, maybe in the last four or five seasons uh just unbelievable football you know what one of those that you know it's cliche but i mean uh you know neither team probably deserved to lose um but, but somebody uh, has to somebody has to and uh just incredible coaching incredible effort by georgia to get it get it done in the end here you go buddy shannon this one's for you <laughs> deflected Yeah, buddy. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the end. This makes everything better. I mean, doesn't it? 
Who doesn't, who doesn't love some Celine Dion right there? Oh so man, stu- stupid but fantastic. I know. I, it's one of those. It, it is super dumb, but it is it is super enjoyable. What else is dumb and enjoyable is this dude, uh, the Georgia fan. We referenced him a couple of weeks ago. We going out to his neighbors with like the PA. Homeboy was back at it. <laughs> well, good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? I mean, he, it's dark. He's standing out in his driveway with his Georgia helmet, his gear on, and his his mic and his little old PA in his hand, just shouting at everybody. We like to congratulate our dogs on a fifty-four to forty-eight victory over the Oklahoma Sooners tonight. Hey, Debbie, what do you think? How about the dogs, huh? Huh? Yeah. We look forward to next Monday night. Whether it be Alabama or Clemson. And hopefully episode three will be coming to you live next Tuesday morning around 730. So all a good night. <laughs> I think I think the backstory was his neighbors were like Alabama fans or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was great, man. I like I mean, it's just so random, man. You know, it's just so random. I, I like that. I like that guy. He cracks me up. But yeah, just just hellified. And you know, think of a here's a couple of things, a couple of fun factoids to you know kind of think about it in this game. And I, I know you know Baker Mayfield's been a pretty hot topic, big story. And uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him as far as NFL stuff. He's obviously going to get drafted, you know. But how good is he? I don't know. But he's going to be kind of intriguing to follow. Um, I don't know if if he's going to be quite as brash at the next level. I'm not sure if he's going to walk around carrying pretender signs when he's in the NFL. Probably not. No, <laughs> um, he'll get humbled pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I, you know he. I, I think he'll be good. I ju- I just think you'll get humbled really quick when you see the speed. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a whole different level, man. It's a whole yeah. different level. But it, he's a fascinating character. I mean, he, he really is a fascinating guy, so I'm very curious to see what happens with him at the next level. I will readily admit that. And he, he's kind of grown on me in this weird way, and um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I didn't particularly care for him earlier, uh, and now I just I, I found him to be kind of like a quarterback entertainer, and I'm okay with that. It's not everybody's cup of tea, and it's not everybody's deal, and I totally get that, but... I kind of want to see what happens with him. Anywho, that being said, I fr- who was the dude that was like yelling, you know, uh, telling him to, to get humble or whatever at the end of that game? Hold on. I was trying to find it. I know I have it somewhere um, set aside. And I thought that was a little bit of a hoot, actually. Humble yourself, I think, is what the guy said. Yeah. Humble yourself. I can't remember his is name. Is it uh, Devin Be- uh, Bellamy? That Bellamy, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So th- that was that that I thought was oh yeah here we go found it, poof, yeah Georgia linebacker Davin Bellamy man. Humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself. Anybody have any gripe with him doing that? Make more than two tackles in the game and don't give up over forty points when you say <laughs> that. Yeah. All right, fair. I mean, fair. Baker put up forty-one on you, bro. I. You know, the, I know the defense got one touchdown, but yeah, he 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 made y'all look silly in that first half. So well, two hundred pass yards in the first half, eighty-seven in, in the second half in overtime. 
Yeah, yeah. That's you what know. I'm saying. The first half yeah. he got you. I mean, either way, it was, you're fortunate to win. He, yeah. Maybe some ways Baker does need to humble himself, but make more than two tackles in the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that, he, that that guy is the right guy to, to call him out for it. Although yeah, I, if, it, if it's Chubb or Michelle, okay. <laughs> I don't remember who, what show it was on, but somebody asked him about that, and I've got a paraphrase. I don't remember what his exact response was, but it basically boiled down to, you know what, they won. They can say what they're going to say. Because if the tables were turned, he'd say what he'd want to say. You know what I mean? And so, so he he's at yeah. least he at least acknowledges that if he runs smack, that other people are gonna run, run smack back at him when he loses or his like team if loses. Mark, if Mark Sanchez told told Ezekiel uh, Elliott to humble himself, would that make any sense? <laughs> yeah. But well, fumble. he may say humble yourself, but then Zeke would turn around and say butt fumble. Yeah, yourself. but <laughs> I was hoping you'd go there. Yeah, butt fumble yourself. Butt fumble yourself. A true story. <laughs> um, so a couple of fun factoids uh, for Georgia. The 17-point comeback, that's the largest ever in a Rose Bowl win. Uh, they scored 24 unanswered points to take the lead in the fourth quarter. We already said it was the most points combined. Um, but one thing I, th- I thought was really interesting, I don't, I don't know if you guys watch post-game stuff or not, but uh, Kirby Smart was talking about just the team in general and, and the flow of the game in the post-game, and it, it's just not what I expected him to say. Uh, and this verbatim, here you go, quote, yeah, I'm really disappointed and upset that we didn't play to the level we're capable of. I do think the players fought, and they're a good offensive football team, but man, we stunk it up and played really bad. I want to give a, 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 you know, a lot of kudos to the offense for staying behind us and fighting, and for the defensive players for doing that, but if it was a measure of heart attack, I would be on the Richter scale pretty high. <laughs> like, it, I was like, wow, come on, man, is that, is that just like motivational tool? kind of deal for for dealing with Alabama coming up but I guess it's the life of a coach right you're like god can we stop them <laughs> come on y'all uh Oklahoma put up about 500 yards on them so yeah mm. well if you want a defense you certainly got it from Alabama against Clemson you know what I'm saying yes you know so I guess you know Ra- Randy did you, did you watch the game actually no I didn't no? oh that's okay I was like I was like, we had some silence. We had Garoppolo, and then we had. So it's all good. It's all good. It, it, it's hard for me to get into uh, college football sometimes, just because with me having such a following such a piss poor team at times, it really doesn't. I just can't get as excited, especially since a lot of the times it's. Always you should the be same excited to teams. see good football. I understand you're a Syracuse fan, but look, there's good football. <laughs> Great football. You know what well, I'm saying? Come it's on, also man. Seeing some of the same teams over and over again. Yeah, I all mean, right. This was the one. This was like one of the very few instances where it was actually a different team. And obviously, I missed a great game, and that's on me. <laughs> but seeing Bama and Clemson in the playoffs again, you know, it's like it's just. It's the same repetitive stuff for me, and it makes it really hard for me to just get into it as much as I okay. much as you guys do. All right, and you know, I, I hear that argument. I do. I hear that argument. At the same token, it's a different year, and it's not like the pros, man. I mean, these teams can be so different year to year, and I, I think you know, with college dominance, there's a it's a different kind of beast, man. Uh, it's really a different kind of beast. And look, I'm not rooting for Alabama because I'm like, oh, love roll tide, yo. I don't have any. You know, major grievance. I know plenty. <laughs> There's a couple of uh, a couple of people I see regularly, and I kind of chuckle because I see them in Alabama gear. And I'll be like, "Roll Tide!" And they, for, without a doubt, man, they're always like, "Roll Tide!" And they're so excited about it. It's so funny to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, like, I I do it to be funny, and they're doing it because they're like absolutely serious about going to Roll Tide. And it's just it's just interesting, you know. 
Because there's no team, there's no college team in Virginia that anybody is that well. No, I mean, yeah, Hokies fans are passionate, but it, it, it you know what I mean? Like, there's no college team that's like the absolute unifier in Virginia. You know what I'm saying? There's just not. No. Mm-hmm. You know, not. I mean, that's a whole. Well, ha- hold on. What? JMU, baby, playing for a national title okay. on Saturday. Yeah, and I hope they deliver. I hope back they to deliver. Back. But I mean, how many people? Unless unless you went to JMU, you have an affiliation or an affinity. I mean, how many people? How many people do you see rolling around in some JMU Duke's gear? Zero point zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, I, 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 dude, kudos to JMU. It's a great story. But how many times have we talked about JMU on this podcast? Twice. I mean, maybe three times, possibly. And it, you know, again, it, it it dude. I hope they win. It's fantastic. Good for them. It's good for the state. Good for JMU. But like. I could I could go into any state and I could be like roll tide and I'm gonna find somebody that'll be like roll tide right back you know what I mean like right back at me. What do you what do you say to a Duke's person? I don't mean Duke as in basketball. <laughs> go Blue Devils. That's different. I'll get a response. Put, put, up, put up your Dukes. Put up your Dukes. I gotta. I mean, I gotta drop a deuce. What up? I mean, I don't I don't know what what do you say. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. But I, I hope they win. That'd be great. That that'd be a cool story, and you know what? I tell you what, we will give JMU some love if they win that championship game. We will talk about them next week. There you go. We'll give them some love because that will be well earned, and that you know we'll do that. We'll give we'll give them some pub and give them some love. To but be if fair. they lose, they and will get the how did you f that up treatment? Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, yes, they will. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, I did love some of the Twitter reactions though. Uh, when it came uh, coming down to Georgia and uh, obviously Oklahoma, uh, some of them were just fun, man. Uh, but one of the things that was really clear with the exuberance and the excitement from that is it set the bar really high for the night game. And if you're an Alabama fan, yeah, you were pretty happy with that. But um, I think, and I know Randy, you're alluding to you know these teams haven't played met the past couple of years, but um, this didn't live up to what the past couple of years were. Obviously. I think, to be fair, in large part, that's because it's post Deshaun Watson, and Kelly just wasn't up to wasn't up to snuff. And quite frankly, Saban had a month to get ready for those guys. That's a it's a lot to ask. You know, you're going to give Saban a month to get ready for you. You sure as hell better show up ready to play. You sure as and I saw Dabo, you know, dropping some of that grass on the field. They probably needed to smoke some grass after that game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about dropping some grass, but. Um, you know something though? What? That just shows you how great of a quarterback Deshaun Watson is. How he, he torched them those two years. Well, see, that was one of the things when you and a lot of people were talking about just the just how dominant the defense was in the game. And then obviously, if you watched it, you knew that because they locked down the run game really effectively. And part of what happened with Watson is 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 the guy could move and the guy could stretch the field. And they just, whether that was play calling, whether it was conservative, whether they just couldn't do it, whether it was time, whatever the hell the set of variables that go into that are, they could not push the ball downfield, stretch the field, and at, they just didn't successfully do any of that. And Watson did, and that's one of the things that made those games so much different than this, game, this Alabama-Clemson game this particular year. Was it as good as the other ones? No. Did it live up to them? No. And quite frankly, I don't know that anything would have lived up to the bar that Georgia Oklahoma put. You know, oh, I, I, no. again, it, unless you just said, you know what, I was I was tired of offense. Give me some D. If that was the case, there you, you got that. Is that what she said? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> for sure. Uh, but you know, <laughs> it was twenty-four to six, but it 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 didn't even feel that close. No, you know, the wasn't. Sugar Bowl didn't feel that close. I mean, it, 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 Alabama completely owned Clemson, and you know there was a there was a section in that game where, if I remember correctly, Alabama scored two touchdowns in the clock time of thirteen seconds. You know, yes. uh, and, and that really it just sealed the deal on it. And I did think it was fun uh, to Aaron Payne who. <laughs> At the like in the post game, talked about his hands of gold, which I thought was really funny. Um, he's the third player in the last ten seasons to have a pick and a receiving touchdown in the same game. And let me tell you, that's a big boy. <laughs> that's a big dude, yeah, man. He sure as hell looks like a damn lineman. <laughs> that is a big dude. But he did have a nice. He did have some nice feet in the end zone when he when he brought that one in. Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty fun. But you know, the game just didn't. I don't know. It, I hate to say I struggled to watch it because I watched it, but it just wasn't. I was just like, Alabama's got this, dude. This is this is done. I, I felt like I just didn't have to watch that game. Once I got I'm a feel for way, it, I was dude. like, nah, it's not happening. It's just not. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was so spent from the first game that I just, every so often I would tune in. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. I, like, I don't smoke, but I could have used a cigarette at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I would say when 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 Clemson cut it to ten six in the third, and I think um, they also shortly after had a, a pass attempt to the end zone. That mm-hmm. there was some pretty pretty blatant pass interference that was that was not called. Um, They're and, there, yeah. But um, yeah, then that was that was a chance that that the, yeah that was bad refing, but. Um, that was as close as they got, and I, th- I think there was uh, two consecutive turnovers after that uh, that, that Alabama, you know, capitalized on. Especially, I mean, their you know interception, you know, for a touchdown that put them on twenty four six. I mean, they're just you can't go down two scores. And you, I knew in this game, like you, especially you know third quarter and beyond, you, you're down two scores. Alabama, you're toast. I mean, they they needed to keep it a one score game. And um, let them get up twenty four six. I mean, there was just absolutely no chance at that point. So no. that's that's when I couldn't really tune in anymore. Oh, and I was wrong. I, I said I thought he was a linebacker. He actually is a defensive tackle. My bad. <laughs> and he, but but he legit's a big boy. <laughs> he is a big boy. Yeah, three hundred eight pound DT Deron Payne. Yep, yep. So he picked that sucker off as Kelly Bryant was getting hit. Went twenty one yards in return. Got a 15-yard personal foul penalty when he was dragged down with a horse collar. And then Alabama drove down, got to the one, Payne re-entered the game, and then went went <laughs> went on a play fake and then brought in the damn touchdown pass. That's crazy. Yeah, and then they threw a pick six. So, I mean, what you know, what are you gonna do, man? That just that that's just demoralizing, right? Yeah. Just yep, demoralizing. Absolutely. Uh, fun factoids for you, by the way. So Saban—that's his seventh career win versus the AP number one team. You want to? <laughs> you want to? You want to wager what like the the most anybody else has? You want to take a stab at it? Four. That Shannon has been watching the shows <laughs> <laughs> because that is the correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Uh, that's pretty beastly, man. Uh, he's also eleven yeah. and two with a chance to avenge a loss from a previous season as the Alabama head coach, and they certainly had a loss to avenge against Clemson. 
Side note, by the way, did y'all see the strength coach blowing up the second place trophy from last I, year? <laughs> I did hear about that. Holy moly! Homeboy rolled up in uh, into the. It looked like they were in the weight room or something, and he had the trophy. And he just like body slams the damn thing on the floor. It blows up, and he gets a sledgehammer and starts beating the crap out of it. <laughs> I'd play the video, but they're just dropping f bombs all over the place. So, not that I care so much about not safe for work stuff, but um, pretty ridiculous, man. There you go, yeah, Scott Cochran, Alabama strength coach Scott Cochran. Apparently, I, I like on for the win. They just said is extremely intense, and he apparently hates participation trophies. He really <laughs> hates them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, screw it. I'm gonna play it. Here you go. <laughs> That was him slamming him on the floor. That's the sledgehammer. <laughs> I mean, like, really, dude? Maybe a little, huh? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit of overkill, man. A little bit of overkill, but uh, apparently effective, man. Apparently effective. I'm not so. sure which soundboard to even ask for at this point, whether you go Sam <laughs> Arnold. I, I don't I, – yeah, dude. I don't – that's just crazy intense, Mr. man. Mr. T, anger. Yeah. Well, anger's always a good choice, at least for – well – Anger's not by itself a good choice, but I think it as a soundboard Anger. in that situation, <laughs> it sure as hell is a good choice. There you go. There it is. Yeah, why not? Whoa, once was enough, friend. <laughs> uh, he went. Tw- he, he went YOLO. <laughs> Gonna do it twice. I can't do it. Nope. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> no. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. This second place participation trophy. Fucking thing sucks. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. F O H. F O H, buddy. We'll leave you with a. <laughs> How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Just like that. <laughs> anyway. So, Shannon, what you're trying to say is second place trophy, get off my lawn? Get off my lawn with that nonsense. Yeah, that that's legit. That's No legit. participation trophies here. You know, I'm, I'm just disappointed. Get off my lawn! Whoa. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, yes. dis- I'm just disappointed that nowhere, as he was smashing that second place participation trophy, it didn't break out a little <laughs> Titanic, right? How, how come nobody overlaid that on that on that thing? That's what we needed. And then here comes like the sledgehammer, boom. You know what I mean? That'd have been perfect. Slow mo. Yeah, little slow mo action. That'd have been pretty sweet, dude. I, I, I could have gotten down with that. Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, should we have an over under on the number of times somehow the Titanic theme song comes up tonight? <laughs> I'm going to say over three times. Over we're three? Two. Okay. We're, yes. Well, we're at two. So, you're not exactly three. Clearly. All right, I'll say over under three and a half. We'll call it that. Okay. All right. All right. Mark, what you taking? Uh, I'll go four and a half. Four and a half. Wow, that's bold. 
All right. That's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> that's, a bold, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Fair enough. So, all right. Well, um, l- let's get to the let's get to the championship game because I think that's really the meat and potatoes. I, do we want to go picks or do we want to just talk about it for a minute? Uh, let's let's go picks. Okay. So you know what? I, I'm curious, Mark. Uh, number one, what's the line on it? I would imagine Alabama's favored, but yes. um, what's the line on it? And where where are you going with it? Uh, let me see what the current line is. See if it's adjusted at all. Uh, yeah. I got Bama minus three and a half. So on on Bavada, as, as, as not not surprisingly, it's gone up gone up a point for Bama. So it's uh, minus four and a half. Wow. Okay. Um, man, I, I just I, I hope I'm not being naive, but I mean, I really think this Georgia team can hang with them. So I mean, I um, Hart definitely wants Georgia. So Georgia mm-hmm. is my one pick. Uh, but if you're talking about you know who I think will win. I definitely would bet on that spread for Georgia. Not, not hugely. I mean, you know, you never, to, to me, like if you're talking about like value picks, mm-hmm. I always like to talk about value based picks. It's probably not smart to put bet a lot of money on these championship games just because these are two really good teams and it could go so many different ways. So I, I rarely would, you know, unless it's just a crazy spread, which I don't think this is a crazy spread um, or something that just baffles me, but I would still, I would recommend betting Georgia small to medium sized bet. Um, but uh, cover? I'm gonna take Georgia, Georgia to win in a close game. What's the uh, what's the what's the total points in this game? What's the uh, forty forty five? That's that's a that's a that's a tough one to say too. With 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 Bama's defense, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. I mean, certainly Georgia's not gonna put up the kind of points they put up against you know Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, no, Oklahoma. I, I doubt that's, that. That's, that's, not, that's not gonna that's <laughs> not gonna that's not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, Bama, you know, holding to six like they did Clemson. That's uh, hard pressed to see that too. So uh, I would probably still go with the public and go slightly under mm-hmm. there, but uh, I would expect like a twenty-one to twenty game, something like that. Well, do you think it's going to be that tight? Huh. Yeah. So you you want Georgia? You think it's all, in all likelihood it's going to be Alabama, but if nothing else, Georgia covers. Yes. Okay. Where are you at with it, Shannon? My heart says Georgia. My head says Alabama. Um, mm. And the reason my head says Alabama is Nick Saban is undefeated against former assistants. He has <laughs> never lost to a former assistant. How many? Uh, do, do you know by chance how many times he's played a former assistant? I think he's eleven and zero. Well, I mean, I mean, he's been coaching Damn. long enough. You'd think he'd have a pretty significant coaching tree. Yeah, of uh, people that have worked with him. Um, along the way, I mean, what are they going to do? Like spike his little debbies? I mean, like, what do you do to try to get right? <laughs> like, what do you do? You take, steal him out of his desk. Steal, steal his snack cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how how mad would he be? Like, if somebody stole his oh, little he'd be pissed. <laughs> Feel like somebody took our coffee in the morning, man. We'd be uh, like, "That's a bad, that's a bad stink. day. <laughs> that's a bad day, buddy." It's a bad day, don't, bro. Don't mess, don't mess with my coffee in the a.m., bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Unless you're like Betty Crocker, I want my little Debbie Betty Crocker. You know, kind of like <laughs> Water Boy when they're saying the Gatorade's better. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I like the over in the game. I think there will be a few more points scored. Uh huh. 45. I just, the way Oklahoma ran on Georgia does not bode well with Alabama's run game. It does not bode well. Georgia's, mm-hmm. Georgia's going to have to stop the run. 
Um, Jalen Hurts doesn't scare me as much as Baker Mayfield does. Right. So I think if Georgia can contain the run game, I think they will be in the game. If right. they can't, no chance. Well, that, yeah, go ahead. Um, Georgia, Georgia will get their run yards. I know Bama is stout, but to put it mildly, it's too good. What's well, that? I said to put it mildly. Yeah, Alabama stout, to put it mildly. <laughs> I mean, if they were a beer, they would be a stout. <laughs> <laughs> so you're ta- so you want Georgia, but you think Alabama's going to win. You're taking the over 45. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, are you telling me Georgia covers? If Bama wins, Georgia ain't covering. <laughs> it's just the way I see it. Fair yeah, point. Bama, that's, that's Bama, wins, Bama wins the game. Georgia ain't going to cover that. Okay. And I'm kind of curious. It just, do you have any dog in a fight, Randy? I mean, do you do you care? Do you are, are you just gonna do you want I mean, jo- I mean, you want Georgia I, just because it's not Alabama? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I, feel, I'll watch I feel like game. I feel like Captain's Captain's trying to influence you by asking if you have any dog in the fight. <laughs> yeah, <Hey>. I, get <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm gonna watch a game just because it's a national championship. I did. I mean, I watched last year's as well, even though I didn't really watch any other bowl games. Uh, it's interesting looking at it. Uh, Shannon mentioned uh, over the weekend that mm-hmm. Bam is finally healthy on defense, so that's always going to play a factor because Bama's defense has always been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I mean, just but like Shannon said, if you know Bama can run, it's going to be a, it's going to be a bad game for Georgia. But I think, I mean, I'd like to see Georgia win just for the sake of, like you said, someone new, some something different. Yeah. But uh, it's hard to go against Bama in just in general because of just how consistent they are when it comes to games like this. It's like they're always up for the big game. Well, I would imagine with a month lead time, they were prepared for Clemson, they were prepared for um, Oklahoma, and they were prepared for Georgia. I bet you they had everything mapped out for, you know what I mean? For all three of those <laughs> mm-hmm. damn teams, right? Um, I almost feel like Nick Saban is like the Bill Belichick of college football. You know what I'm saying, dude? I, I was literally—I was just thinking about. It. I mean, to me, Bam has become the the Yankees of college football, and it's not the—I don't think it's any of the players' faults. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to like be mad at them for it, but it's just—I feel like unless you are a diehard, you know, Bama fan, like. Right. It's it's just hard. I feel like you're not going to meet many neutral fans. Are going to be like, you know what? Really hope those boys from Bama take it down. I mean, it just <laughs> it feels like it's going to be everybody on Georgia except for Alabama fans. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't feel any, you know. Again, for me, it's you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm mostly rooting a because yeah, somebody different, but b, you know, uh, fam, family ties. You know, yeah, would, would like to see them happy, but like, I don't have anything against Alabama. It's just yeah, they've been there. I, mean, I do agree and understand with Randy's points that yeah, it feels like they've, you know, been kind of in control for a while now. So it's <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to see something a little different. Um, I guess I recognize that Clemson won last year, but. Uh, but anyway, I, I think it would be great to see Georgia win, and I, I primarily hope for a great game. If, if Alabama wins a close game, but it's a really entertaining game, I'll tip my cap. I, mm-hmm. you know, uh, let's get a good game out of it. And I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we will have one. But at the same time, I think that Shannon makes a good point that if 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 Bama wins, well, I, I'd be hard pressed to see it be as ugly as a 24 to six, you know, uh, beat down at Clemson. But uh, I would say I think if if Alabama wins. It, it could very well be more than a one-score game. 
So, so here's here's my line of thought, um, and I know I know it's end of season, but you know Fromm's still a freshman, dude. Mm-hmm. And I, look, I know that was a good game. I know they played a good game. I know he he he, he made some clutch throws. He did some nice things. Um, but think about some of those huge runs that Georgia popped off against Oklahoma. They're they're not that you know the likelihood they break through, or you know to be fair, it is the sports brood. The likelihood that they break free, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Maybe li- one of those. Maybe one of those. The the likelihood that they break free that many times in one game against Alabama is super low, because it, no. you know from a defensive scheme standpoint, from just just what they're gonna do, um, how they're gonna how they're gonna bring the heat, and then just how they play defense, man. That you know they're not the likelihood they make those kind of mistakes. And don't tackle a damn dude, and don't swarm to the ball. It's pretty low. <clears throat> now, where it gets fascinating, I suppose, uh, on one level, is because so many people know each other and know each other's systems and know each other's signals so well. It's who comes up with the most creative wrinkles, right? Who who exploits the other person the best, right? And the other stuff the, the most effectively. And chain in reference, what going up against former assistants? He's eleven and zero. That's pretty. That's yeah. that's pretty serious, right? That's that's pretty hardcore. But keep in mind, in the first quarter, Alabama Clemson. Alabama had like a hundred seven yards. Clemson had like ne- what negative seven. <laughs> you know, so the defense is huge. And I know it's cliche to say defense wins championships. I totally get that, but. What worries me about Georgia, and I do think it would be a very feel-good story, and it would be great if Fromm rolled in there and, and played money and, and maybe did what Clemson couldn't do this time, and that was push the ball downfield, stretch the field out, and make that defense work. But if Alabama bottles up the run game, how much faith do you have in Fromm you know, leading the way against a Saban coach defense that has enough time to prepare for that dude? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's a big thing. doesn't mean it can happen. doesn't mean it can happen, but – is there is Rodrigo gonna you know break out the spectacles and boot through a couple couple more fifty fives? I mean it's it's a tall order, right? It your head says realistically Alabama's gonna show up ready, um, and they're gonna be fundamental. They're gonna be stout. They're gonna be solid. They play good D. They're, you know they're you know and the likelihood Georgia pops off those runs is gonna be really tough. And so in all likelihood, a lot comes down to from. How does he show up? How does he play? What does he do? Can they stretch the field? Can they get vertical? What can they do against that defense? Does Alabama do they blow some coverages? Does somebody fall down? Do they get maybe a fluke play to help help get some points? So the you know that's where I'm a little bit concerned about Georgia. But they've been on the big stage clearly, and they've showed up. But I, I do think on one part Alabama is still fueled by the debate. And what they probably perceive is a bit of disrespect at the end of the season for them even being in the final <laughs> four, right? And I know that sounds stupid. Look, they have won uh, what? They're going for their fifth championship in nine years. Fifth. I don't think you get to play the disrespect card if you've won four and eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're if you're batting five hundred, I don't think you get to play the disrespect card. Okay. The, the shortest span to win five titles previously, 16 years. Yep. And that was Alabama from 1964 to 1979. All right. So, and then the other thing, quite frankly, to, to keep in mind is how different those games were. I know Alabama played later, but think about how much went into that Georgia-Oklahoma game. 
that was a hell of a football game. High emotion, high energy. You know, how much of an impact does that have in, in a one-week turnaround time? Two overtimes. Two overtimes. And, we're and, and Georgia played on the West Coast, and yeah. Bama played in, what, New Orleans? Which is, you know, like, not far. Hop, skip, and a jump. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, it's a big difference. Now, that being said, I mean, they're, they essentially have a home game. So, and, you know, that crowd, I don't know how, you know... <laughs> How they allocate all the tickets, um, I'm, I'm sure there are blocks specifically for Alabama stuff, but if you don't expect an absolutely insane level of Georgia fans at that game, and I mean loud and certainly <laughs> drunk, uh, I don't know if that dude can smuggle in his PA in, past the gate, <laughs> but if he, can, if he can, we'll see that guy, we'll see that guy too, you know. Uh, so I, I think it's a fascinating setup, and again, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any affinity or any affiliation with either school, either team. Although uh, my brother-in-law lives down in Hilton Head, and he happens to be going to like a uh, a gathering for the game, and he's surrounded, obviously, Hilton Head, South Carolina, hop, skipping a jump when it comes to Georgia. And so he knows a ton of Georgia fans. And he said, look, man, it's going to be a great party if Georgia wins, not so much if they lose. So you know what? I'm hoping he gets to really enjoy a good party because he made it sound like it would be a hell of a party <laughs> if they won. And I bet it would be. I bet it would be. So I would prefer. I, I, I'm pulling for Georgia. Um, but realistically, guys, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page as, as y'all. And it's just I, I, I kind of expect Alabama to win the damn thing. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, if, if to me, if Georgia wins this game, although maybe that's what a lot of people said last year with Clemson, you know what I mean? I expect Alabama to win it, but it's just it's hard not to look at it and feel like that's on tap. I hope that Georgia can run the damn ball because I'm worried they're just they're gonna they're <laughs> it's not like Oklahoma's D man, uh, <laughs> and I want to see if Fromm can hit those hit those passes and is gonna have time. I'm curious what the exploit. I'm curious what both coaches and both teams try to exploit from the other one. And I want to know if anybody steals Saban's little debbies. That, that you know, I hope that's a story going into Monday night. I do. I, I really hope that it is. And I hope. I sure as hell hope they don't have that ref from that Northwestern Kentucky game that threw out oh. Benny Snell. I hope they don't have that guy. <laughs> Not that dude. Sorry, Shannon. <laughs> Um, I cannot tell you how many. Well, I was in Kentucky when that happened, and the amount of people that were pissed off at that dude—they should have been pissed. He, he better hope he don't own a business because you know what they did to the referee in the North Carolina game. They like drove him out of business. Really? Yeah, they were assholes to him, dude. <laughs> Total well, I mean, assholes. To be fair, that was one of the that was one of the strangest things I think I've seen. From a ref. I mean, it's like he went up to help that dude up, and the guy's like, get off me. You know, but why is he getting in the middle of, of a player that's just been tackled going down? Why is a ref doing that? Yeah, I mean, there there was no, like, usually I'll see a ref that hold out his hand. Yeah. But he put both his hands on the player, Benny Snell, who who's a really good running back. He'll be a pro. And Benny's like, no, I'm good. And it's like the referee just butthurt alert just went off. He threw the flag and then threw Benny Snell out of the game because the referee put his hands on him. 
I mean, he went, he approached the player and he, he injected himself into that scenario and he took offense to it. I mean, to me that, that happened so quickly, he should have been able to say, you know what? Maybe he thought I was a defender and he was just, you know, give me some space, you know, just just talk to the kid for a second. Just be like, Hey, I tried to help you. Why'd you do that? Oh, Hey, I just didn't need the help. Okay. You know what? And and that's it. That's, that's all you got to do as a referee, but then you eject the player. Yeah. It was lame. He said, quote, I was on top of the play. And the player got up and grabbed my arms and pushed them away and contacted me. That's a foul. That's what that dude said. No. Come on, man. F. No. F. Even the announcers were on his case. They were like, dude, no. No. I, I saw one article where they were like, that guy should never ref a college game again. Never. It's a Pac-12 crew, I think. Ever. But. They said he should never ref again. Mm-mm. No chance. He Maybe he had money on something. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's okay. Feel bad for that uh, Northwestern quarterback, though. He tore his ACL when he um, yeah passed. That was that was nasty. Absolutely a tough break. Uh, okay, let me circle back. I tell you what, man. Um, golly, I really want to take Georgia. I want to be the outlier and just take Georgia. Best case scenario, I think, is is Georgia wins a tight one. Uh, worst case scenario, I think uh, Alabama covers the spread, and uh, I don't I don't know if they hit the over. I'm 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 worried about Georgia scoring, but man, I I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to take Alab- like the over Alabama and Georgia doesn't cover, <laughs> and Alabama runs away with it late, <laughs> but. I'm torn. I'm torn on it. I, you know, I'm t- I'm torn on it. And it, it's, you know, what at the end of the day, if it's a, if it's a damn good Monday night, you know, if it's a damn good championship game, I'm going to be happy. But that's all I hope for, yeah. man. I just want a good game. That's yeah. all I want. I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see uh, Alabama Clemson again. As far as that twenty-four to six, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It can be defense. It can be low scoring. It can be defensive. It can be ugly. But um, I want to feel like both teams look legit are in it um through the majority of the game if somebody pulls away late so be it but i want you know i want it to be competitive going into the fourth quarter you know what i'm saying same i want yeah. that um and if one of them just really goes head and shoulders above in the fourth quarter and, and just you know lays the lumber on somebody so be it so, yeah so be so, it yeah. you know uh but i do hope that's the case so uh, anyway, Mark, I know we're getting tight on time. We got to get you out of here, so we'll do. Uh, let's run through a couple of picks real quick for Wild Card Weekend. I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on that. Um, also, side note, uh, 24. Uh, I think it was 24 years ago, but this week was the anniversary of Kevin Gilbride getting a face full of Buddy Ryan's fists uh, on the Oilers <laughs> sideline. Saw that. <laughs> saw that on PTI, and I laughed. Uh, Gilbride was the uh, offensive coordinator, and buddy, and old buddy was the uh, defensive coordinator of the Oilers. And man, <laughs> old buddy, man, gave him a fist full or face full of his fist. That's pretty intense. <laughs> Great That's day, funny. yeah. And uh, by the way, if you're doing well on your bets, uh, this article is dated. Uh, let's see, January first, uh, and as as of the article, the prices for the College football championship between Alabama and Georgia. Prices are starting at $3,000 a ticket and go as high as $100,000. That's so, why they make HDTVs. That's much cheaper. <laughs> much cheaper and easier to follow. 
Uh, yes. But, you know, if you've yes. got a lot of profit margin, you want to burn off. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, we can totally hit that. Oh, side note. Uh, so go ahead and pull up the NFL stuff real quick. Uh, side, side note for you. Um, our, our buddy Lane Kiffin. Got to love that guy, right? Um, <laughs> but I, I was reading an article on ESPN, and I, I thought this was kind of interesting. And he said, uh, quote, uh, speaking of it being Georgia instead of Oklahoma, quote, it's the matchup that Alabama wanted. Right? If you look at who beats Alabama, it's spread teams with a quarterback that can move around like Baker Mayfield. They probably wouldn't admit it, but Alabama would prefer this matchup rather than the other way. Whenever Alabama has played the more traditional offenses, that is when Alabama usually shuts them down. The Georgias, the LSUs, so that favors them. Georgia doesn't, doesn't run the quarterback, but if you watch Georgia in the, in the Rose Bowl, those backs are really good. Alabama's going to have to stay in the gaps because it's not like you're going to run those guys down. Normally, Alabama is so fast that they don't give up explosive run plays. So, which, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's what we're talking about, right? So, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll kind of see, we'll see how that shakes out, man. All right, we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll uh, come back with some NFL wildcard weekend fun. Uh, we are the sports. You can find us on iTunes, uh, of course, our home feed on Podbean, uh, LiveSportsCaster.com, the Google Play Store, Stitcher Radio, uh, all over the place, man. Keywords are sports and brew. Google it. You're going to be able to track us down. And, of course, on Twitter, at VA Sports Brew. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Sports Brew. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, we are back. I had to stretch our legs for uh, just a minute there. But let's go ahead and crank up some wild card weekend action, man. Uh, yeah, but let's take a real quick peek as far as the uh, wild card weekend. N- number one, Mark, what's what's the game you're looking forward to the most? Um, I would say on both days it's, it's the later game. So yeah. well, that means on, on Saturday it's uh, Saturday night it's the Fal- Falcons-Rams. Um, yeah, seeing the you know, Rams at home or, or and I, I get this, they're, they're six point favorites. Um, I'm really, I'm, I think that's, that's probably actually the most intriguing game to me just cause I want to see if the Rams can really hold up to the spotlight. I mean, uh-huh. obviously they're, you know, I don't think anybody really expected them to, to have come this far this season. Gurley, incredible season. Um, golf obviously has stepped up big. Um, and you, so, I mean, I, you said you think golf, uh, excuse me, Gurley should be MVP. That, that's my personal pick. I, yeah. He he blew me away with some of his his numbers and some of his games this season, and I think he's been steady throughout. So uh, that's who I give it to. Obviously, uh, couldn't pay me enough to say it should be Brady, and and also I feel like Brady. <laughs> well, a Brady f me in the fantasy playoffs. It's ironic. I I draft Brady and he carries me through the season, then gets me to the playoffs, and he's like, ah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's why not, he started throwing interceptions. It makes a lot more sense now. It <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot more sense now. But but I mean but I, I mean genuinely I feel like I mean while yes he's still Brady and I still you know you know everybody should uh, you know I was gonna say fear maybe not fear but you know know that the Patriots are gonna be the Patriots come playoff time and be legit but I mean Brady's looked a little weirdly off the last you know three season but more, more mistakes than we typically see out of Brady uh, and the numbers numbers not so impressive um, but again I'm not pretending like I think he's somehow like falling off and he's about to you know the Patriots are gonna you know be devastating awful but isn't it anyway. kind of odd though that some of like there what that it almost did feel like there was a little decline post Garoppolo trade yeah I mean and I know that sounds weird but doesn't it almost feel like that was the case yeah 
don't know. Just a, it was a random side note. I mean, it's just it. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it until just now. But he he yeah, like he wasn't throwing picks, and then he started throwing them, and you're like, what? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Anyway, know. yeah, but keep going. Uh, so anyway, so you know, uh, just a int- lot of interesting storylines there, random storylines, and, and so you know, can the Rams you know hold up? Can the Falcons you know, well, obviously suffered you know devastating Super Bowl loss last year, and are coming to this you know six point underdogs? Can they you know step up and get redemption and and you know fight their way through the next rounds? Um, I don't know. I, I I think for me, the weekend sets up pretty pretty easy for most of the favorites mm-hmm. um but you know this is one that I, I i could see going a lot of different ways this is this so I'm, I'm hoping for a really good game here um i i i'm i'd i'd, I'd pick the rams but in a very close game mm-hmm. um i i definitely personally would not recommend betting on it because again i just i could say i could see too many different directions the game could go in but um so i, I for me that's the most interesting game on saturday all right Titans and Chiefs. I just I think the Chiefs handle that one pretty easily. I, I I like Mariota a lot, and I like certain things about the Titans, but I just think that you know people felt like the Chiefs were falling off a little bit, you know, midway through the season. And I mean, they did obviously. They did. But I, but I feel like they found their form again. And and Hunt showed um, back up. Yeah, it kind of yeah Hunt showed up did. again, and I feel like on the road, I just I don't trust that Titans team. Marcus Mariato. <laughs> <laughs> um. I figure I'm running through these. I figure y'all will talk about it. We will, more, we so. will. But and that leaves Bill, Bills, Jaguars, and Panthers, Saints. Um, the Bills Jaguars game is probably the least interesting game of the weekend for me. I kudos to the Bills, and y'all have fun talking about. It. And I, I enjoy the crazy Bills mafia and all that. And yeah, I'm I'm happy for them. Obviously, it took a lot of ridiculous things happening for the Bills to get in, but I <laughs> I don't give them uh, any chance in this game. I just think that Jaguars defense is too strong. It's going to be a uh, low scoring affairs over runners 39 uh, i'd still probably take the under there um but i mean i think the Bills score less than 10 points so uh Ooh. as long as the jaguars can get to 13 they win that game <laughs> um and that but then panther saints i mean that's you know another one in new orleans you know we know how new orleans is so much different home versus road and i feel like a lot of people are really and i, I get it are really high on the saints um i still i don't know i, I what's the I what's the what's the spread on that one Spread on that one is seven points for the Saints. Um, the l- l- low, lowest spread of the weekend is the Rams at six. Uh, it's not nine for Jacksonville and eight and a half for Kansas City. Um, yeah, I, I it seems I, like big spreads for playoffs. It, yeah, but isn't that a really come, big come spread walker, for Jacksonville? Usually is about that. Do what? And Jacksonville gets the biggest one. Eight and a half. God. They, they're not nine for Jacksonville. I oh, man. About at least. I, yeah, I just I, – I don't see the Bills putting up enough points to keep up with Jacksonville. I mean, I'm not saying that – I mean, Jacksonville is not going to score 30, but I just – I mean, do you see the Bills scoring, scoring 10 points? I, I, I really kind of don't. I guess I guess part of that is you figure if the Jaguars don't necessarily do it on offense, they might get a, a pick six or a fumble return or maybe they short field it a couple of times. That that has to be that that ha- it has to be the the mindset that the defense is just going to either score or put them or give them short fields a couple times, right? Right, right. You're you're not you expecting know. Jacksonville to blow them out of the water offensively, but I just I think you're expecting them to keep the Bills uh, so much off the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. That's where that line comes from. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I I definitely, I mean, I I like Cam more than I think uh, some people on you know on the podcast. Oh, um, uh, Cam Newton, I, you mean? I, I, yeah, yeah. Back to Panthers Saints. Okay. 
Um, yeah, sorry. And and so I, I think that I'd be tempted to take them as maybe my only upset of the weekend. Not not an easy one by, by any stretch. I, right. I, to me, like I said, I think it lines up pretty easily for most of the favorites this weekend. And, you know, I the Saints easily can, you know, handle this game and win it. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it'd be interesting to see the Panthers, you know, rise up and take that game. So I, I think that might be my one lone upset pick of the weekend. Uh, yeah, well, to me, if the Panthers are going to win, I mean, Newton has to play an A-plus game. Yes. And I don't. There's a difference between Cam the football player and Cam the person. Cam the person, I think, is a is a little bit wonky. Cam the football sure. player, when he's on, is pretty damn dangerous. Also, do we do we know by chance if Stewart's gonna be playing? Uh, I'd have to double know. check. I'd have to double check. Yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from. That that's one of those games where I, I think that the Panthers can. But if 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 I was forced to make a choice, I'm taking the Saints at home with their run game. And enough defense to take Funchess out, and then we'll see what kind of options they have. And so, some guy named Breeze. And some dude named Breeze who they haven't had to lean on, and if they need to lean on him. <laughs> he, he can he can I, get you a game. I mean, oh, because isn't Ted Ginn a, Ted Ginn's a saint now, isn't he? Yeah, he's oh, a saint. That is, see, that's what's going to happen, man. Ted Ginn's going to pop off some long-ass bomb. <laughs> It's going to get an a 80-yard touchdown and a kickoff return. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, before I forget, I just don't want to forget about this. Uh, Mark, this one's for you. And it made me think about New Year's and, like, parties. And I love this. Uh, I, I saw this, I don't know, like, on Twitter or something, and I had to screen cap it. And it said, uh, me, Alexa, make all these people leave my house. <laughs> Alexa. Alexa responds, by that's right. Playing Nickelback. (laughs) 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 And I laughed, and I specifically said, "I gotta tell that one to Mark." I don't, I don't know if (laughs) you saw it. Thank you, thank you for that. No, I had not seen that one. That's fantastic. That one I thought was really funny. That's glorious. Good times, man. Good times. Good times. <laughs> I, 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 I pulled up uh, the, the the game real quick, and at least on what I'm looking at, uh, injury report-wise, Funches is actually questionable, but Stewart's not on the injury report, so hopefully he is healthy and playing. Um, so I think that that would be a big because I, I like McCaffrey a lot, but it seems like they, they just don't you know they, they don't utilize him as much in the early downs. Yeah, um, and then so Stewart Stewart definitely would be a big uh, a huge boost. For them to have, yeah, um, yeah. My 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 initial impression is is just is just Saints. I don't and I know conventional wisdom says you know it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and that's true, but I I, just, I feel like the Panthers are inconsistent and they, and they let me down in big moments, particularly over the course of this year. It's just at the end of the day, if if Newton has a has a plus day, I think they can run with them. Right. And of course, you know, Cam Newton, you know, maybe he drags the rest of the team with him and he takes, you know what I mean? Maybe he's pounding out yards on the ground, too. But uh, it's just at home, the way New Orleans has been playing, you know, Ingram, Kamara, and then they can, you know, they can open up the offense if they need to. Uh, and I'm, I'm just not sure that there's enough dynamic kind of pass threats uh, on Carolina at the moment. But we'll see. Maybe, maybe you know, if Funches plays and, the, and Lattimore doesn't raise some and then Olsen is able to you know, uh, handle his business, you know, I mean, maybe. 
Ho- ho- hopefully, we'll at least get a, get a really good game out of it. I, I like the Saints. I mean, I'm, I'm really not going to be crushed if uh, if the, the Panthers can't win that game. Um, Ted, Ginn, I'm telling you, Ted Ginn catches the bomb <laughs> right there, <laughs> streaking streaking for the end zone, buddy. If <laughs> 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 we get the Titanic overlay. <sighs> Is that number three or number four? That's three. That's three. That's three, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I can see it. Oh. Um, again, I mean, I, I just, I don't see us getting any, I mean, unless you really like, you know, incredibly slow defensive games, I have zero desire to watch the Jacksonville Bills game. So I, I, I'm funny? putting all my, all my hope in the Saints-Panthers being a good game. And, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in a, and I just I don't know what to exactly expect, but just a good game out of the Rams and Falcons. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if Bills Jaguars was a shootout? Uh, they, <laughs> yeah, scored, they scored fifty six combined points. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be an absolute riot. That would be funny because because that that's one of those things where nobody would be expecting it, and then all of a sudden, like <laughs> you know, God. No. Yeah, that would be that would be absolutely strange, but yeah, yeah you never know. <laughs> you, you never know. That's why they play the games, man. First team to put ten fans through uh, tables wins. <laughs> uh, we'll see if if it's all body slamming through tables, man. It that's all bills, dude. Bill- <laughs> uh, did you guys see the thing where they're they're serving uh, teal beer and they're coloring the hamburger buns teal too? Oh my god! <laughs> that does not look appetizing. Ugh. Well, at least if if they're serving teal beer and teal burgers, at least now I know why you know somebody stole Charlie Villanueva's toilet out of his house when they burglarized him. <laughs> <laughs> at least now I know. <laughs> By the way, who the hell steals a toilet? Who breaks in somebody's house? And who does that? Who has time? <laughs> who does yeah, that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who has time? Who takes a man's toilet out of his house? Who does that? Who has time? And look, that does not count as a porta john. That does not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not how that works. That's not how it works. No. That's, no. That's not how it works. Um, side note, only because Mark, I want to tell this to you, and I know you got to go. I want to tell this to you because I, I, I think you'll appreciate this. Did you see the photo of Baron Davis kissing uh, Laura Dern? No. Yeah. So uh, this was uh, December twenty seventh, and so Laura Dern, if, if anybody doesn't remember, and I didn't realize I didn't realize she was married to Ben Harper. <coughs> For mm-hmm. eight years, I didn't. I, I don't know. I just didn't. Not that I follow a whole bunch of entertainment stuff. Yeah, man, I can't believe they divorced. What? Um, don't really follow a lot of that stuff. But yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park mom Laura Dern. It's like really crazy, right? And she's fifty. And it's also weird to think about people that you kind of grew up with and be like, oh my god, they're fifty or sixty. It's really weird. Anyway, so they, there was this picture of them. They're all hanging out. He's carrying her purse. He totally gives her a big old smooch. And which uh, great, you know, good for him. I mean, who cares, right? But what I thought was funny was um, one of the, one of the reactions to it, and this is why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, and it said, uh, "Demar Derozan." Uh, this is somebody's tweet. Uh, Demar Derozan actually asked Laura Dern out before Baron Davis did, but she turned him down due to some bad experiences with Raptors in the past. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn. <laughs> and I was like, so, oh my goodness gracious, wow. And and when I saw that line, that's when I knew I had to bring that story of Baron Davis <laughs> of Baron Davis dating Laura Dern, Jurassic Park mom, to the sports brew, particularly for Mark. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fantastically silly i love it so dumb so dumb so dumb anyway all right so you are taking jaguars you are taking are you are you committing to the panthers yes all right so you're taking the panthers you're taking the jaguars and did you say you were taking the falcons uh no i'm taking the rams and the chefs the rams and the chefs okay all right fair enough I don't know that I'm on the same page as you, but we'll we'll have to discuss this. Are you are you ready to make your like ripcord out exit? We exceeded your timestamp. Yeah, I better ripcord out. But I was, I was gonna say if I if I've got two really quick things for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, one one that's just a, has nothing to do with anything, but just follow up to talking about uh, again. I don't either follow like celebrity stuff, but just if we're talking about incredibly random. Used to be uh, married couples, and actually randomly Giggity Giles is the person I was talking to when I first discovered this. But that uh, you know the um, very fun to look at um, uh, celebrity <laughs> chef uh, Padma L- Lakshmir. I think your name. I is. know. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that she used to be married to Solomon Rushdie. I don't know who that is. You know what that is? He's a famous, like, uh, politi- uh, if you looked him up, you'd probably recognize him. Like, like kind of like political commentator, and he's done a, you would probably recognize him, but all right, so that's, that's a fail. Oh, um, no, yeah, okay, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. Um, they were married for like six years or so. Um, huh. But, uh, anyway, uh, more so the thing I want to mention, I imagine we likely all of you may have seen this. If not, I mean, it's awesome, awesome news, but fantastic news for everybody to hear that's, uh, that Shazier's got you know, yeah. some feeling back in his legs. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's, that's, that's awesome news. So I just, I want to make sure everybody, everybody should hear about that. Cause that's, that's great. I mean, I'm still a long, long road ahead, I'm sure, but, but that's something positive. Uh, speaking of uh, like random things with legs, by the way, did you like the Eagles guy, Donnie Jones, forgetting to take his sweatpants off before he ran onto the field to punt? <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then he was ripping his. <laughs> I was like, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen that happen. A dude goes on the field and he's in like sweats. He, I swear, it would have been so awesome if he punted like that and then they flagged him. <laughs> and then they threw a flag on him for wearing like sweatpants. That would have been great. That would have been great. Uh, that, <laughs> That's that, outstanding. So it's so, so stupid, so so stupid. Uh, and then just uh, for Bills Mafia, uh, I know you're going to exit before so much of this stuff, which means that I have to do this right now for you here on the Sports Brew. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, no way around it. Uh, obviously, uh, the Bengals rolling into uh, you know Baltimore and finding a way to steal this game from the Ravens. I I have no love lost for the Ravens. You know, I've gone through these periods where I don't mind them, but but then their fans got obnoxious to me because they hated on the Redskins unnecessarily. Oh, great! You guys won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Good, kudos to you. Um, <laughs> and then there was all these like turncoat Redskins fans that became Ravens fans, and it's just obnoxious. That's great. You can like more than one team. I don't care. I don't care about that. But like they they, they enjoy needling me about it, and so I take some degree of satisfaction in the fact that this happened. And uh, not only did you get knocked out of the playoffs, not only did that happen, and the Bills got in, but you got this. Sure, it will be doubled at the bottom of the screen. 
Ravens trying to end it here. Fourth down. Dalton steps up. Dalton throws. It's complete. There's your four. <laughs> four. Four. Yes. yes. Oh, man. Anything sports brew, always take the over. That's right. And it, it's like the circle of sports brew life, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? What's going to happen, dude? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Good o'clock. Before well, I drank both my drinks. I'm on E, dude. I'm on empty. I look salute o'clock with my empty stone IPA and my empty rum and coke. No, oh no, I still have a little bit left. Never mind. Salute o'clock. There, there it is. I can't do this. Yay! Okay, I was getting ready to say, man, that would be real sad stuff if I got a salute o'clock with no beer and no no mixed drink. How am I gonna do that? But you know what? Sad panda. That would be sad panda. But you know what? I didn't run out of drink. I did. I still have some in here, Shannon. And the the over hits before I before I rip rip cord out. I like it. Ah, I still have rum and coke, man. Woo. That's right. What you got, MacGuffin? I went to Kentucky and I got the chance to try a couple local breweries, and I brought a six pack home. Country Boy Brewing. A shotgun wedding. It is a brown ale ale. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> brown ale aged on vanilla beans. It's actually pretty tasty. Can't do it. So. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Blah, 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 blah. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, what, uh, what are you enjoying this fine evening, sir? It's kind of funny that he's enjoying some local brews. I'm not enjoying Richmond brews, but I'm enjoying uh, my, my lovely wife. Uh, whenever she comes back from uh, anywhere, she usually brings me some beer. And so I guess last time she was in Norfolk, she brought me this... Uh, O'Connor Norfolk uh, Canyon Pale Ale. It's quite tasty. I've had a couple of things from that brewery. I love, I've had good beer. Uh, yeah. beers, several beers I've enjoyed from them. So that's good. Good. Uh, Randy, what you got, man? Just going with the uh, trusty old faithful Blue Moon. There you go. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Well, salute o'clock, gentlemen. Salute. Salute. Mm. Mark, I was determined to hit the over before you got out of here. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, there's... I do. I, I, I did not, but I do appreciate that. Well, now you know. Now, now you know. know. That's. I wonder, like, didn't Orleans Darkwell have like some contract incentives that he hit in that game against the Redskins? Like, didn't uh, like? I, I, had, I hadn't heard about that, but but I guess it's possible. Like, <laughs> well, m- but maybe. I mean, certainly his season was not anything impressive. No, but but I mean. Look, he had a 75-yard touchdown run, and I think he totaled over 150 yards for the game. Yeah. Right? That sounds about right. I, mean, I think they had you know, 200 and some, 220 in the game. They did. It's pretty embarrassing. I don't know, but y'all can talk about that. I, like, I, I honestly 
I'm not going to even talk smack about that game because how can I be that excited about our season? I mean, no, I mean, never, look, it, it, it was worthless game 17, but the, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it happened. But yeah. I'm, I know uh, what was oddly annoying about it to me is uh, we had some out of town guests that stopped by that morning and they're, and he, uh, they're Redskins fans and they were like, yeah, we kind of, you know. Uh, she was talking about how she was telling her her husband to stop watching football. He, she, she's like, you got to do something else. Because, I mean, the season's just not good, and you're, like, depressed after the games. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I totally get that. And I was joking around with him. I said, look, this is exactly the kind of day where you go, the Redskins should win this game, and somehow they'll F it up, and they're going to lose this stupid game. And I was oh, yeah. kidding. And in my head, I was like, no. No, really, yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And, and then, like, I made the, the great decision in my Week 17 picks. I was like, I had um, Pittsburgh with, like, 11 or 12. And I was like, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to play anybody. Nah, I better not do that. So I flop them with the Redskins. Of course, what happens? Pittsburgh wins, and you know what happens with the Giants and the Redskins. So thanks for that. I displayed an, an ounce of confidence in the Redskins on Game 17 against a team that had really quit the entire – they had a they had a, a lineman that said he wasn't going to play in Week 17, and they cut his ass, all right? They had people saying they weren't going to play. They got cut, right? So what happens? Of course, the most Redskins thing possible, they lose to the Giants <laughs> in a game that means nothing to anybody. <laughs> and they find a way to suck it up and just, uh, just ah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I told Sarah like we had somewhere to go and I'm like she was like, "What well, do you want to, you know, watch the game when we get there?" And I said, "No, I want to finish whatever this crap is so that I have 30 minutes in the car to to get over it before we see anybody cool, cool, cool off. <laughs> I was like I, I need 30 minutes just to be annoyed at the fact that you know that this happened and that I knew better than to have any faith that they would win this game I knew better and I talked myself into it and I was I was mad at myself for letting myself you know what I mean for for deceiving myself with any iota of actual hope that they would actually win that game. That's how, that, and I was extra angry because not only did I watch that game, I watched that game live. Oh. <laughs> I made the tragic mistake, the tragic mistake of Bill O'Reillying that freaking game. We'll do it live. Just not even fair, Mark. <laughs> we'll do it live. Uh, my, my, my sympathies. Obviously, we, we, we've, we've both been enjoying the cellar all season. So. I know. It's a bunch Fucking of suck. thing sucks. It yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get let's get you out of here, man. You go get some rest. Uh, Peace, we'll, Mark. Good yeah. seeing you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, likewise, folks. I hope, hope everybody had a very enjoyable holiday time. We'll, it was we'll catch up some it more very shortly. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And likewise. all that jazz. All right, man. Good to, be, good, to be back. good to be back, brothers. Take it easy. All right. That's right. All right, bro. Catch you a little Deuces. bit later. Bye. All right, man. We had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Uh, and we'll, you know, certainly follow up on a couple of NFL thoughts. But, uh, you know, first things, man. Uh, yeah, dude, it was nice having a little break. It is good to see everybody again. Christmas was a ton of fun. Uh, of course, I got two little kids, three and a half and one and a half. So, uh, you know, we're kind of in that zone where, you know, uh, Christmas is extra fun. You know what I mean? For a chunk of time. So we're still in Santa mode and all that kind of stuff. And probably the best thing, (laughs) we got, you know, lots of good pictures, lots of good toys and all that, all that kind of rigmarole. But, um, we got a bounce house for the basement. (laughs) 
so that's that's a ton of fun, man. I think it's big as hell. I mean, thank God we have a good sized basement, but uh, it's like nine by twelve by about six feet high, and nice. uh, I mean it takes up like a whole huge chunk of the basement, man. It's pretty crazy, but kids love it. And what's great is if uh, you know somebody gets uh, you know maybe slightly intoxicated and they're here, we also have a blow up air mattress now. So <laughs> we have a place for <laughs> we have a place for people to crash like randomly. Yeah, man, go sleep at a bounce house. Why not? Uh, Logan actually loves sleeping and taking naps, or at least attempting to take naps in the bounce house, which I think is really really funny. Anywho, uh, random side note: <laughs> we got we got this little Arctic blast, polar vortex, or bomba genesis. So what do they call these things? A bomb cyclone now? Yeah, um, uh, yeah something like that. Side note: I do like uh, uh, Lindy. I like how you were complaining about the Weather Channel uh, naming a winter storm Grayson. I like this is the exact line. If the Weather Channel wants me to respect winter storms, they're going to have to do better than Grayson. All right. Well, I think we should put in a suggestion to the Weather Channel that the next bomb cyclone should either be bomb cyclone Lindy, right? <laughs> <laughs> or bomb cyclone like Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I'm more partial to go in Lindy flavor, you know what I mean. Go ahead and mass hole the hell out of the Northeast with that <laughs> <laughs> with that bomb cyclone, man. <laughs> I think that would be great. Uh, but, you, man, but that bomb cyclone, it, Grayson, it'd be tripping. <laughs> Grayson, be tripping, man. <laughs> Dude, that's a pretty extreme name for like weather, right? Bomb cyclone. It's pretty. I thought polar vortex was intimidating, but bomb cyclone <laughs> sounds pretty crazy, man. But uh, yeah, we we got a fair amount of snow here. It's pretty. It is pretty damn cold for sure. Um, but here, here's the little story I wanted yeah, to share. Yeah, your freezer balls off. Yo, for real, man. Um, <clears throat> so we we're we we're sledding this morning. And we have a long driveway, and uh, you know our yards kind of want to. It's like it's like we have a hill, so we have a nice area. To, whenever we get snow, we have like good sledding stuff in our yard, man. It's pretty fun. And so we were out sledding today. Had the kids out. It was really cute. And like Logan was funny, you know, he like we have this really big sled. So like I can sit in it and then Logan can sit in it and Chloe can sit in it. So all three of us can go down. It's great. But he was all like, no, just two, daddy, just me and Chloe. And so we put Logan and Chloe in a sled and I just pushed him and they went flying down. And it was super cute. A lot of fun. And uh, Sarah was trying to take video of it. And of course, that's the one time <laughs> that the sled goes off course and it crashed into a damn tree. <laughs> oh, wow. so I was like, of course. <laughs> and so, you know, the one and a half year old's like just ball you know, just bawling from it and she been having a good time. But <laughs> I was like, Yeah, you are trying to get the video and of course <laughs> you get the crash. <laughs> face <laughs> face full of branch, man. <laughs> I'm gonna call that tree Buddy Ryan. Builds character. Yeah, builds care builds something. Uh she <laughs> everybody was fine. It it was fun it was funny more than anything, but it was unfortunate. Um but at one point, like after after a, a couple of sled runs, we're, we're you know kind of in the back area, and um, <laughs> Logan's like, "Man, I got you know, I need you know, I need I need to go pee pee." And we're like, "All right, let's go inside." He's like, "No, uh, I'm gonna go outside." And we're like, "Okay, well, let's go pee on this tree over here." He's like, "No, I want to pee in the snow." I'm like, "Well, all right, let's go pee in the snow over there." He's like, "No, I want to pee right here." I'm like, "But Logan, this is where we're playing. That doesn't seem like a good idea." And but he's insistent. He's insistent, and you know if if you've ever had a three and a half year old, then you kind of know there's a certain range of behavior that they have, and when they have their mind set on something, you either prepare for a tantrum, or you, or you put them in timeout. You don't have a lot of options, right? 
And so I, I decided that, you know, I didn't feel like dealing with a tantrum outside and these freezing temperatures. And so I was like, all right, I'll tell you what, I got a snow shovel. You go ahead and pee right there, and I'll just scoop it out of the way. So Logan delightedly, of course, I got to help him out, but goes ahead and he, he makes the yellow snow. <laughs> he makes the yellow snow right in the driveway. And he was so incredibly excited about peeing in the snow. It was a hoot. <laughs> he was like, Daddy, look! As the snow's like melting as he's peeing on it. And he, he, he thought it was like the best thing ever. And, you know, it's just funny. Every once in a while, your kids remind you of like the simple things in life that are really funny. And him peeing in snow made him that happy that, you know what, it, it ended up being totally worth it. And yes, I ended up, I did shovel it out of there, but not before Sarah said, Logan, <laughs> do you eat the yellow snow? He was like, no, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't eat the yellow snow. We were dying. We thought it was great. thought it was great. Uh, anyway, uh, Shannon, you got any fun stories from, uh, I know you were traveling, you got to do the Kentucky thing. Any, any fun stories from your Kentucky Christmas or getting back New Year's, any of that stuff? Oh, I do have a fun one with one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> old, old Todd Tooting. Christmas Eve game. I'm in a, like a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a text group with Todd and John and a bunch of those guys. Yeah. And at one point, Todd writes, and I quote, the D looks good, but the O needs help, end quote. Mm. And I said that, and anybody to go, that's what she said, because the D looks good, but the O needs help. You know what I'm saying? this. Shannon, yeah. right? You were right in there, weren't you? Dude, I'm sitting there. I'm like, <laughs> somebody has to just mess with him on this one, and no one called him out. Aww. And he, I texted him on the side. I'm like, I cannot believe no one called you out on that. That's too bad. But but Shannon, if you seriously, if if it was there on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, and you didn't do it. You get to you get to fail horn, man. You know what I'm saying wow, that's a rare fail for Shannon. It is because that Shannon, that's your job. You know what I mean? If man, there's if I there's just, if there's, I was if there's sitting there just dying, like I, I had, I just had to see if anyone else would have caught that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the only guy that has his mind in the gutter. Nah. I don't know. That's, 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 nah. That's true. That's true. Uh, maybe they just all figured that was low-hanging fruit. You know, it was too easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, <laughs> it was too easy, dude. There's nothing wrong with Todd Tooting, man. And I'm telling Seven you. foot by 20. Dude. He, he could give Shaq a reach around those long arms. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Good life that one, by the way. What? On the reach around, we talked about it that one time. Tell me how my ass tastes. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. Don't go there with me. You want to keep it real, you keep it real with me. Because I ain't for no game. That's right. 
Oh, man. Uh, man, we we all had a good Christmas. Good. Um, I got to see my grandpa. I got three living grandparents, um, uh, grandfather and my mm. grandmother, ninety-one and eighty-seven, respectively. Man, other grandmother is ninety-one. So um, that's a good long life, know, man. It is and it's 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 always good to go see the grandparents. It's uh, it's actually one of our favorite parts of the trip is to go see them and have uh, lunch with them and see how they're doing um obviously not as well as they have been doing but i mean hell you make it to 91 that's that's a life well lived so yeah yeah one would hope one would hope yeah always good to go see them um my mom good lord get rid of the damn cats mom (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ get rid of the damn cats how many cats does she have between 16 and 18 Good God! Wow. Are they all indoors? Oh. Woo, buddy! That's a lot. That's a dude, yo. That's too many litter. Uh, that's too many litter boxes for me, buddy. I, you know what I'm saying? I tell her every single time, and it's I'm taking care of them. I'm like, you're going to spend your entire freaking savings that you spent 30 years saving up for on these damn cats. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I, you know. We love animals here. I think all all of us are animal guys, right? We're yes. animal people, yep. man. You know, they're part of our families. Like I the only I don't call my animals my kids. I, I that's always odd to me. I know I have plenty of friends that do it. I don't do it. But I do think they're part of our family and they're an important part of our family and we we you know, dogs, cats, I've had rabbits, I've had guinea pigs, gerbils, hamsters. Yeah, I mean, it just I feel like I've had a pet as long as I can remember being alive. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And and I think I'll you know we always will, so I, I don't understand people that don't like animals. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like why? Why would you hate that? Um, hell, I was watching this rando thing. She must have been Australian or from New Zealand or something. Uh, but it was this lady that befriended an, an eel, this gigantic eel, and she said she kept going to its where it lived, and it didn't like her, and it was all defensive. And then eventually, one day, the eel came out and let her. Like, pet it. I'm like, that's so weird. You befriended an eel. Who the hell befriends an eel? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just watched this video, and, and she would go down there and feed this sucker fish, and it, this eel would come out and just kind of swim all around her, and she would, like, scratch its eel. I don't know. It doesn't really have a neck, right? I mean, it's like a tube with a mouth. Uh, <laughs> but she's talking about how much this eel likes getting scratched. You know what I mean? It, it's just bizarre. And, of course, you know, winter's always that time of year. You know, you... You know, you hear all these horror stories about animals that get left out in the cold. It always pisses me off, man. Uh, why are you Why are you letting your dog freeze to death outside? You're an asshole um, if you do that, number one. But, you, you know, you see these random things with these animals that, like, you know, they, they jump into your car or you feed them once and all of a sudden you got, like, all these other – they show up and they, they just befriend you <laughs> or they, they kind of decide that your house is their home. Uh, and, you know, sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge, man, until they get it, but – it's just the time of year, man, and you know they they have they have special needs in bad weather, buddy. So mm-hmm. you can you can make friends real quick with some food and some warmth. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just how it goes. But anywho, uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't get people that don't like animals, man. I, I don't know. I almost kind of feel like that's an indicator for the type of person they are. So <laughs> if yeah. if any of you any of y'all listening don't like animals, it makes me question you. It just it just does, man. Unless you have like severe allergic reaction to them, then I get it. You know, well, you're allergic. That's that's a tough break. Sorry, man. Make friends with insects. 
<laughs> have a pet cricket. I don't I mean when, you know. <laughs> have a fish tank at least. They don't hurt you. <laughs> anyway, we totally got off topic there. But yeah, uh, cats. Sixteen's that's a lot of cats, dude. Yeah. That's a lot of cats. <laughs> it, it's too many. Yeah. Uh Randy, good Christmas, good New Year's. Uh yeah. I mean it was pretty relaxed, pretty chill, you know. Had my mom over for Christmas dinner and uh, watched a movie, and then obviously for New Year's, uh, went out with uh, friends Bess and Eric. Penny and I, we, we uh, did the all you can eat, all you can drink at uh, at the restaurant, and we were just like, oh look, it's all hella greasy food and really cheap alcohol, and yeah, that made buddy. for made for quite an interesting night. Not for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, if 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 uh, unlimited if it's unlimited rail liquor, do yourself a favor and only have a little bit, <laughs> and then buy yourself a good drink, or at least start out with a good drink and then switch to the rail liquor, because then you don't give a crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it's different. Then you can just have some rail liquor to maintain. But uh, look, man. I don't know about you. My days of like pounding aristocrat anything, they're long gone, buddy. Um, I might, yeah. I, I might do rail liquor in a pinch, but I'm certainly not doing it to enjoy it. That they just <laughs> they put too much ice in the drink, so it's like when I got tried the rum and coke, and it was just like, damn it, I barely taste the rum, but I also <laughs> barely taste the coke because there's so much ice in the damn thing. Yeah, nah, can't that's... do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't win with them. <laughs> Can't do it, man. At, at some point, we as adults just have to let those aristocrat drinks, we got to let them go. Hey, bro, you know what? That's on point. Of course, that also means, I'm sure if Penny had the chance to rewind. <laughs> Let's just say after Sunday night, she had a rough time shaking it off. I was, I was hoping. <laughs> there you go. That was a hella hangover, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, l- let me tell you what, man. It's America, buddy. <laughs> Rail drinks, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy. Randy, what? Are you telling me Penny went Leroy Jenkins? She did. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. So happens, man. But I guess that means she woke up with a headache. Like. All up in her noggin, right? All kinds of bang bang up in her head. Not the good kind either. <laughs> the crappy kind. <laughs> Hangover kind. Pretty man. much. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. The only place I've ever that, that I've ever had a really good experience with a all you can eat, all you can drink, um, is when we did our honeymoon in Jamaica. We were at one of the um what was it, Couples Tower Islands. And uh that was it was an all inclusive deal. You know what I mean? And that was really good. And Lord knows, I certainly had my fair share of things to drink. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and I don't know if I ever told you guys this. The resort that we were at in Jamaica, they had a uh, 
they called it like Naked Island. <laughs> and so people would take a little boat across and like, they were just nudists. People just went over there to be naked and run around on this other island. And I was like, like we, we joked around about it, but we were not doing that. <laughs> we, we didn't do that one. <laughs> I, I couldn't get I, you could not get me drunk enough or get us drunk enough to be like, yes, Naked Island's a good idea. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go, let's go. Because you know, if we ended up on Naked Island, we would run into, we would somehow find a way, and we would start laughing. But we would run into, we would find them. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> oh, it was it was too easy. It was hanging out right there, man. It was low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah, it was low hanging fruit. I mean, you know, Todd, Todd, that was right there for you to reach out and grab, man. That was low hanging, brother. <laughs> anyway. No, oh my goodness. you know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, like, uh, no problem with nudity, but I don't need to see a whole bunch of people I don't know naked. <laughs> not in that setting. There's just not enough booze, man. There's not enough booze for me to be like, yeah, oh yeah, sausage <laughs> party, can't wait. Huh? That's why you guys had your own room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there was a, you know, we had our own thing going on, man. <laughs> we had our own thing going on. No. Not that. <laughs> you know what would have been really hilarious if at some point, coming back from Naked Island, that ship actually went down with all the nudists on it? <laughs> and there's just like, there's a whole crew of people that are just swimming naked. <laughs> great would that be how great would that be man that's like one person's on a board and they're like no let me on there too <laughs> somebody's putting the size and cap size down there well oh, not, <laughs> not you not you fella anyway Oh man! <laughs> All right. So speaking of that, who's gonna come up short in Wild Card Weekend? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. When I breathe again, I'll let you know. When you can breathe again. All right. Cool. Oh man, Rand. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, hey. Oh I was cleaning up some old podcast uh, organization, and I and I found the Dong Show episode, and I was almost tempted just to listen to it. <sighs> but then I was like, "Well, I'm not going to get anything else done if I start listening to the Dong Show." The Dong Show. Mm-hmm. I figured that would just do that would just do me in for the a ch- like an hour or two. <laughs> I would just laugh, and Sarah would be like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm listening. To, I'm laughing about Double Dong. What? <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. But. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, let's revisit Wildcard Weekend. Uh, yeah, I think the game I'm looking forward to the most, I might be on the same page with Mark, and that's really Rams-Falcons. Um, and part of that, quite frankly, is McVay and Goff. And I don't have a ton of faith in the Falcons. They've been weirdly inconsistent. And I, I just don't think the offense is, is as good. I don't think Matt Ryan's been as good. 
Uh, they still obviously have some talented running backs. They don't utilize them the same way. Uh, Julio Jones is still a beast, but they don't utilize him the same way. No, I, I, I think part of the question here is <clears throat> really how does golf handle the pressure? It's one, you know, playoff football is different than a regular it season. It, it, it just is. And I, I think until you live it in the experience, that you just it, it's just hard to really impress that um, properly upon players from a preparation and expectation standpoint. Uh, and Steve Young, I think I think it was on PTI, and Kornheiser and Wilbon were talking to Steve Young, and you know Steve Young said something like, uh, you know, playoff football. If you think back to the Olympics, uh, you know, think of like Simone Biles, like doing her routine. She's running, boom, 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 boom. Then she's up flipping in there. She's landing on her feet, poof, and it's done. And he's like, it just it it goes it, it's so much faster. And if you have a bad start uh, or a couple things go against you early on, a lot of times that game is over, you know, and mm-hmm. it's over before you know it, and it gets away from you before you know it. So, you know, I, I would think that McVay will have them ready. I certainly do like what the Rams have done this season. You know, they have some defense. They're not you know they're not schlubs on D. Uh, Gurley obviously has had an excellent year. Uh, and golf has had a good year. They've got some nice pieces. I like what they've done, but uh, how will that translate into the playoffs? So we'll kind of see on that. I, I really think it's more to do with I like the Falcons less, and I have less faith in them. If the Falcons show up and play a plus game, hell yeah, they can win that. But I don't have a lot of faith that the Falcons are going to show up and play a excuse me play a plus game. I just don't know how much faith I have in Atlanta. So, the, uh, go ahead. The one thing I will say, um, I like Atlanta's experience. They're the mm-hmm. only NFC team back from last year's playoffs. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Man. It's, you know, Goff's first playoff game, Gurley's yeah. first playoff game. Um, that's going against them. Zerline's out for the year, so if it comes down to special teams, that's a, that's a question for the Rams. Well, yeah, the kicker didn't deliver post, you know. He struggled. What was his name? Ficken? Something. I don't know. Freaking! He's going to be freaking unemployed. He's going to be freaking cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe so th- those things worry me. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's got to get a new old coordinator. Sark, Sark's just not cutting it. Are you telling me they jumped the Sark? <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, well. I know, I know. I know. Thank you. I, think I actually like Atlanta in this game. I'm here all week, they're, guys. Here all week. They're not the better team. Mm-hmm. I just like the experience. Yeah, no, I think that's going to make a, a bit of difference. Uh, I I am worried about the kicker. Um, but what I do like is is even if Goff, as long as he doesn't make, as long as it's not like all of a sudden he's throwing picks, they mm-hmm. can lean on Gurley. And that's the thing. They've got a defense and they can lean on Gurley. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and so they don't. It doesn't need to be all about golf, and they can be judicious with when they want to be aggressive. And so uh, you know, I think they. I think they're certainly capable. It's just can they handle the moment? If they can handle the moment, they can handle Atlanta. You know what I mean? Uh, that that's what I really think defines that. But uh, that's probably the game that I'm most intrigued by, and I think stands the best chance to be a a, a really competitive, good football game. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't feel as confident in Atlanta as perhaps you do. But, yeah, who it's knows? It's the only upset I see over the weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah? It's, it's the only chance for an upset that I see. Huh. 
Okay. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, Randy, where are you at with Falcons-Rams, man? I mean, like you. I mean, I, it's definitely one of the more intriguing games, especially since, in general, with the playoffs in general, having so many new teams yeah. make the playoffs. It's it's great to see some of these teams just come out of nowhere. And actually, even though they've had pieces over the years, it's just finally putting it together. Yeah. Which is why with Rams Falcons, you're you're. It's kind of like that whole. I guess when you look at it, it's almost like a changing of the guard type potential game where it's just like, okay, out with the old, with the Falcons, in with the new, with the Rams. But for me, personally, the most intriguing game to me is just the Bills Jags, just because mm-hmm. Bills ending that 18 year playoff drought. I mean that, in which and of is fantastic. Is, yeah, I mean it, that that part was so much fun. The thing is, is the main storylines, the big potential storylines are next week, more or less, because depending on how the games play out, uh, especially if Chiefs and Jags win, you get a rematch between New England and Kansas City, and you get a rematch between Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. After the blowout losses, both those teams suffered earlier in the season. As far as the NFC, it's, I don't know yet. It depends on who wins. Yeah, see, this (laughs) I'm worried about Philadelphia, man. I'm worried about Philly. If if Wentz was there, it, it really redefined the playoffs, not having him. Um, I, I'm not saying Foles can't get it done, but the last couple of weeks, Philly didn't look. They, they were not the same team, y'all. <laughs> not even close, nope. dude. Not even close. So I, I, I know they're good, and I know they're opportunistic, and yada, yada, and they've got, they've got some nice talent, but... Foles, man, you better show up ready to. You better be ready. Look, no Napoleon Folamite. You need to be ready to like show up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta ball legit, bro. <laughs> you gotta ball legit, dude. Uh, but I, I don't. I just don't have a lot of faith in them. And you know, Pittsburgh. <sighs> Got to see Antonio Brown get back on the field, and I hope he does. Obviously, Big Ben and and Thel and. You know, Brown, I mean, they're so dangerous together. And then Juju Smith-Schuster is obviously a baller. So, yeah, some of it really is the setup in the next week. I totally get that. I'm not as intrigued by Bill's Jaguars as, say, you know, uh, the Falcons and the Rams. But what makes the Bills fascinating is really the playoff drought ending that and then the fan reactions and Bill's Mafia and just how freaking happy – <laughs> just how freaking happy they were, dude. And think about all the things that that went into that. I mean, they needed so many things to go their way after that complete debacle of what was the dude's name, Nathan Peterman or whatever. Oh, by the way, interesting stat. Yeah, Peterman and his one start mm-hmm. threw more interceptions than Tyrod Taylor through the entire season. <laughs> That's crazy. They should, he shouldn't have done that to that guy. <laughs> that was that was you, bad you, for him. You start a new quarterback at home, not on the road. Yeah, well, you know they did Tyrod a little dirty with that one, but uh, you know a couple of things broke their way to bail him out. And look, man, they they almost tried to give that game away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They tried, but how great was it? How great was it to see all the things happen? You know, when, when, when the Bengals went in and managed to pull that off, uh, I mean, you had a crazy pick six. I mean, you know, in the third quarter, man, uh, Flacco hit Chris Moore, who's doing a game of hot potato with the damn ball. 
He gets completely crushed after he butterballs that pass. Bengals take it. They get like a 90-yard pick six, dude. They're up 24-10. to 10. And, you know, the Ravens kind of rally up. They have a 17-yard touchdown run on fourth and three, make it 24-17. Um, Hell attack- run, by the way. Yeah, no, it was a great run, dude. Alex Collins, that was a fantastic run. Because uh, he went one way and he, t- he totally just, you know, <laughs> had some moves and went all on the opposite side of the field and managed to get in. They tackle on a field goal and, you know, the- then Flacco hits Wallace for a short red zone touchdown. It's 27-24. Uh, and then, the, the, you know, the Bengals have the ball. And the highlight shows didn't always show the, the, the penalties. Um, but the Ravens had some – I mean, they deserve the flags. They deserve the flag. <laughs> It's just it's one of those things, man, like perfect storm. And they should have been able to win that game, but they didn't. And you have to you, you know, you just ha- you have to give and, and by the way, Marvin Lewis, really a two year extension for that guy. I mean, are you freaking kidding me, Cincinnati? Y'all <laughs> Ugh. Anywho. Uh but Dalton hits Tyler Boyd, forty nine yard touchdown. He catch he catches that ball in the middle of a bunch of defenders and just runs away from them. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean you know, shedding would-be tackles as he busts into the end zone for the go-ahead touchdown. I mean, it, it, look, I joked around about the Redskins being so Redskins. But yo, bro, you know, that was so Ravens, man. Just finding a way for this season, that team's inconsistent and finding ways to just suck. <laughs> and, and, and they did, man. But, but let me see if I can if I can find it real quick. What makes all that stuff so much better are all the fan reactions, and I mean Buffalo fan reactions. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what that's what made it so good. This is one of my favorites, and uh, it, it, somebody uh, uh, Steve Whipple posted this on on Twitter, and I don't know if they're at a bar, if they're at the state, I don't know where the hell these guys are. But it, it's just a sea of Buffalo fans, and they're all just watching these monitors. And it, as the last play unfolds, man. <laughs> I mean, it like that is fan. Elation, because they go, you know, it's like crowd noise. They're all just staring, like hardly anybody's talking. And then Dalton drops back, and then he throws it, and then he hits Boyd, and people start, you know, they're they're feeling it. And then he's in the end zone, and they just go completely <laughs> batshit. I mean, because that's because like, look, man. Oh, all right, that, there's a completion. There's a touchdown. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I was that happy with a Redskins game. <laughs> you know what I mean? 1991. I don't know if I'm going to go back that far, but I got to go back pretty far. You know, and I mean, this is how crazy that is. Bills fans are like flooding Andy Dalton's do- uh, foundation with donations after he helped <laughs> to play off birth, dude. I mean, how great is that? That's fantastic. I mean, you, you got Bills fans going to Twitter and thanking the Bengals and Dalton, right? 
They looked up his charitable foundation. They were so excited, so happy. And, you know, it, Dalton actually went on and, and he, he sent out a tweet. He said, to all the Bills fans that are donating to my foundation, thank you. We appreciate the support. I mean, it's just, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. And that, that's, a, that's one of those things. And we, we talk a lot about the game beyond the game. Uh, but that's one of those things that it's just nice, man. You know, it, it's born out of these, these these people just being so happy. But it's kind of like these this like random fun aside, you know, this little silly story. <laughs> but they were they donated in seventeen dollar increments for the seventeen for the seventeen seasons it's been since they made the playoffs. That's what they did, that's and they made a, awesome. and they made a lot of donations, man. You know, and after that happened. A bunch of Bills fans went to their went to I, I'm trying to remember the name of their home stadium, but uh, they went to their stadium and they just started celebrating. And of course, they do Bills Mafia things. What were they doing? Throwing each other through tables. Oh, there's a table. <laughs> you know, I mean, how great is that? How fa- look? It, there were some people were like. Uh, Right, in and the, some of the Bills fans were so happy they wanted Andy Dalton to be inducted into their team's Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. I did like that the team, the team itself, sent the uh, Bengals uh, wings. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah. No, they sent out a message uh, on on you. Can, you can find it on Twitter. It was pretty good. Uh, it said, uh, you know, dear Bengals, after we handled business in Miami, we needed you, and you came through big time. On behalf of this team, the people of the city of Buffalo, and Bills fans around the world, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wings on us. No, really, we're sending wings. With love, the Buffalo Bills. I, I mean, you know, again, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in certain things with sports. Uh, it's nice to kind of take a step back and kind of appreciate and have a little laugh and have a little fun with it, and I, I think Shannon, you may have, you may have posted it, uh, and there was like one dude, one fan reaction. He's in his kitchen going bananas, and he's like, "It's been seventeen years. I was twenty two, <laughs> like the last time they made the playoffs, you know." And the dude was super happy. I, I don't know if they're gonna have a long stay in the playoffs. Uh, they may not. Uh, Jacksonville's a big ask, <coughs> but. Uh, uh, honestly, I know you, maybe y'all don't. I like the Bills' chances, man. I do. I like them to cover at least. Yeah, I, I like them to give them a game. Jacksonville, that's one of those That's one of those games where Jacksonville should win and Jacksonville probably will win. But, you know, sometimes, man, those low seeds, man, if, if they get if they have momentum going in and they get hot, uh, you know, they can make a little bit of noise and – uh, that would be a fun story if the Bills not just you know got in the playoffs but actually took somebody out and taking Jacksonville out would be a nice little feather in the cap. Um, side note: We're talking about uh, we obviously mentioned the teal cheeseburgers and beer and ice cream. That's still weird. Uh, the Jaguars did donate a thousand playoff tickets to displaced hurricane victims, um, which I thought was a nice thing to do. And they're untarping a bunch of seats for the playoff game. Also, kind of a cool thing. Good for them. So yeah, no, that was nice to see. And then you know, obviously, uh, people have have given <laughs> Blake Bortles any uh, no shortage of grief <laughs> in any capacity for a while. Uh, I was trying to find it. Who was it? Uh, uh, people were calling him trash and all this rigmarole. And it, if I remember correctly, I was trying to find it real quick. 
Yeah, yeah, there you go. Jadavion Clowney called Blake Bortles trash, so Jaguars fans shipped a whole bunch of trash cans to Jadavion Clowney. (laughs) (laughs) As retribution, Jaguars fans are ordering and shipping trash cans to Clowney for Christmas. (laughs) Quote, uh, or from Twitter, uh, here's a post. Nine dollars have a trash can sent via Amazon Prime to Clowney at NRG Stadium? I mean, it is the season of giving, right? Hashtag Jaguars. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. And he did personalized messages too. So I thought that was pretty fantastic. Anywho, uh, did you see what Clowney did with those trash cans? I was trying to remember. He um, uh, bought toys and filled them all up and donated them. See, that's a win-win, uh, man. Win-win. Good job. And you know what? That's that's a that's. A, I don't know if that was his idea or not, but I tell you, that's a smooth move. That's a smooth move, buddy. Yep. That's making the best of a bad situation, man. So kudos kudos to everybody on that one because it was funny. It was funny, and then something good came out of it. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Jags-Bills is your semi-feel-good, ugly football game of the week. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It, doesn't, it won't get much uglier than Titans-Chiefs, though. Uh, it might not. <laughs> All right. You guys want to call your shots? Or you, um, We've kind of been laughing about rando other stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we can call it shots. All right, uh, Randy, why don't you go ahead, uh, call your shots for the games and anything else, I don't know, anything you're looking for or, you know, whatever the case may be. Because we need, we need to wrap up and get out of here anyway. I mean, obviously, I'm uh, picking Chiefs over Titans. Chiefs yeah. seem to have regained the steam they had earlier in the season, especially with especially Kareem Hunt. He's been just lighting it up this year, Yeah, past few games. Um, like I said, I think... I'm not going to discount somebody the have, Falcons. Does somebody have uh, Bomb Cyclone Lindy in their room? What's going on? Shannon. I can't hear him. Do you have Bomb Cyclone uh, Lindy up in your uh, area over <laughs> That's there, what dude? Say. Shannon, your uh, heater. <laughs> oh, is it? Damn, bro. <laughs> there we Sorry. go. <laughs> As I was saying, bro, you can't, you can't discount the Falcons, but I have a feeling that even though the Rams are inexperienced, them being at home and just having the excitement of being back in the playoffs, they may. I think they're gonna their defense is gonna be the key to that game. Yeah, uh, I like the Jags against the Bills. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I'm actually gonna root for the Bills. I want the Bills to win. I want them to at least get to the next the next round, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the Jags are defensively; they're just too tough. Right. And with plus, if the Bills don't get have Shady back, uh, I don't see how they're going to be able to do much of anything offensively. Well, I think he left practice today after just stretching. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. And and of course, for Panthers Saints round three, as we mm-hmm. all know, it's always difficult to usually sweep the season series, let alone go 3-0 and against the team. But yeah. the Saints at home, they're always a different team at home. Always. So, and Panthers have been really, really inconsistent. So I'm going mm-hmm. to have to go with the Saints on this one. Yeah, and, I, I, you know, if, if, if A-plus Panthers show up, they can win that game. I just don't right. I don't have faith that A-plus Panthers are going to show up. So you're taking, you're taking Chiefs. Did you say Rams? Mm-hmm. So Chiefs, Rams, Jags, and Saints. Okay, Shannon. Yep. We're, uh, well, I guess. Do you have any other like uh, anything? Anything else like you're hoping for, or looking for, or expect, or you want to walk off with that? 
I'm just going to say I'm going to go with KC. I'm going to take Atlanta in the upset. Jacksonville, New Orleans. Those are my picks. That's your deal? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'd be I'd be super surprised if the if the Titans you know, won that game. I, I'm just not feeling it. Um, they were a team I I was reasonably high on entering the season. They did make the playoffs, but I just you know the, I know the Chiefs have been inconsistent, but the Titans have also been inconsistent. And um, I don't know. I I'm hoping that you know Andy Reid and the Chiefs' offense is aggressive. I'd like to see him kind of push. Uh, Alex Smith in that direction a little bit in this game, but yeah, Hunt. I mean, Hunt's playing well. Alex Smith had a, a good year. I know people can nitpick him; they always do. But I think he hit like four thousand yards and a certain number of touchdowns for like. Oh, I, I don't know, Randy. Maybe you know. He had a nice statistical. He hit a certain statistical thing, and he's done it for several seasons in a row. So uh, you know, I don't love Alex Smith, but he he's not the bum that some people make him out to be. But I, I I don't at home no nah, man come on dude um, I'll take the Chiefs I'll take the, I'll take the Chiefs in that one I just Titans are decent I don't know maybe, maybe Derrick Henry blows up or something and and just you know they just manhandle them but that donut hole of suck in the middle of the season they got over that hump uh, give me the Chiefs man uh, Falcons Rams I'm still kind of on the fence uh, I think I would prefer the Rams only because I think there's better upside with the Rams than there is with the Falcons this year. I don't have I, – I just don't have faith in the Falcons. Love Julio Jones. Obviously, two very good running backs, Freeman and Coleman, but they're not the same team. They're not – to me, they're not a Super Bowl threat. Uh, the Rams, I think, are a Super Bowl threat. Um, so I'd rather – I would just rather the Rams win. But yeah, who knows? Maybe we get A-plus Falcons. They show up, they ball, a little playoff experience, maybe golf chokes. You know, it could happen. I think the Falcons are more than capable of winning – and the Falcons, at their best, can play with anybody in the NFC. Sure, I just don't know that we're going to get their best. And uh, I just I don't think the offense is the same. I don't think the team's the same. I don't think the offense is the same. And I, I just don't have faith that they're going to all of a sudden prove us all wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? After that meltdown against New England, that was their window. That was their opportunity. And they blew it. And I just don't think this is their year. So uh, we'll see. Maybe they squeak by the Rams. My my lean is to take the Rams, but Falcons are capable. This is probably more of a toss-up game than anything else. Um, but uh, I'll go with my personal preference, which is the which is the Rams. Uh, Bills Jaguars. Jaguars should win. Jaguars probably win. But honestly, I think the story is so good. I kind of hope the Bills do. But God, I think McCoy has to have a good game. I think he has to be able to take the field and have a good game. Otherwise, eh, tough sledding. But Side note, uh, the Bills and the Jaguars are the only two teams in the league uh, that didn't pass the ball more than they ran it this past season. So, probably a run-heavy ball game. <laughs> more than likely. More than likely. And maybe uh, maybe there's a defensive score that kind of seals the deal on it. So, I don't, you know, obviously I don't love the, the vision that Jacksonville came out of, but... You know, you play the games that are on your schedule. You can't do anything else other than that. And the Jaguars have been a pleasant surprise. Uh, kind of a down past couple of weeks. So I think the opportunity space is there for Buffalo. I'm not going to write it off as an absolute, Jag you know, the Jags curb stomp them or anything. But I think it would be kind of fun to ride the wave another week with Buffalo. Uh, if they win, I think this is the only game they win. Uh, but that would be kind of neat. And quite frankly, Bortles... Hard to trust that man. 
Yeah. Hard to trust them. Although, True. To, be, to be fair, one of the reasons they lost that game against Tennessee uh, was that there was a uh, there was a real pretty, real pretty should have, would have, could have been touchdown pass from Bortles. Oh, yeah. And I think it was D.D. Westbrook. I mean, that, that dropped it. I mean, it, it hit him square in it. You know what I mean? There was no reason to drop that ball, and he just he just couldn't bring it in. Uh, otherwise, they probably end up winning that game. But So, I, I don't know, kind of a, a, a bumpy couple of weeks for them. Uh, obviously, also the interesting angle that it's Marone in, in Jacksonville, and he pretty much walked out on Buffalo, what, three years ago, two years ago? It was like, peace out, see ya. Right uh, after they changed ownership. Yeah, yep. so, you know, you this is kind of and, – and who is that guy, uh, a defensive tackle? Is it Darius? Pretty sure it's a DT from Buffalo that's now a reserve on uh, reserve for the Jags. So there, there's a you know a lot of these guys know each other. So this is it's kind of an interesting game, and I'd, I'd have to think that because of those angles, it's closer than people expect. I I, I just don't know that that Jacksonville can cover nine, eight and a half, nine on it. I don't know. This might be one of those weird ass weirdo games that just don't go the way you think it should. So. I'm going to take the Bills for fun. I expect the Jaguars to win, let's be honest. But I think I'll pull for the Bills. Uh, Panthers-Saints, I just I just don't – too inconsistent. I think the Saints are the better team. Um, they're at home. At, they can run. They can throw. Their defense has, has stepped up. I think they have more weapons. I think they're more opportunistic. I think they're more consistent. Kamara, is an, Kamara and Ingram, just that tandem, they are ridiculous – I'm just I'm hard pressed to see, and even if the Panthers totally you know zip up Ingram and Kamara, which is a low probability of that, but even if they do that, you know Breeze and they can open up the passing game, man. I just think the I think the Saints can win in too many different ways. The Panthers essentially Cam Newton to be Superman, you know. I, I just possible sure, but I I just feel like I have to take the Saints. You know what I mean? I feel like I got to take the Saints in that one. So, anyway, we'll kind of see how that shakes out. Any other uh, kind of thoughts, wrap up thoughts, or shenanigans, or I don't know anything else you're looking for? Do <laughs> people that got fired, people that got hired, anything else you want to top some bows before we get out of here? No, Chuck's gone, and I'm looking forward to a new coach. See you later, Pagano. Peace. Peace. Well, you never know. Jim Harbaugh might be available after uh, Michigan losing to South Carolina in the Outback Bowl. <laughs> That'd be weird, wouldn't it? That'd be weird. By the way, yeah. uh, I do love the Browns' 0-16 perfect season in reverse. <laughs> they're ha- <laughs> dude, they're, ha- they're for real having a parade on January 6th in Cleveland. No joke. It was it was meant to be, a you know, obviously a, a, a bit of a joke. And it's actually happening. They're they're legit doing a perfect 0-16 season parade around First Energy Stadium in season. It's being sponsored by Excedrin. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's pretty fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of that. Uh, And Hugh Jackson, by the way, promised promised that the Browns wouldn't go 1-15 again this year and that if they did, he'd jump into Lake Erie. So guess what? They didn't go 1-15. They went 0-16. But apparently he's going to jump in the lake anyway. So good on him. Good on him. 
I hope that goes well. I hope he's dressed appropriately. Uh, good luck with that, friend. Maybe they'll do something mm-hmm. and, and raise some money or have a, I don't know, some kind of fun stuff with it. Uh, we'll see. But Hugh Jackson, man, 1-31 uh, with the Browns, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> like, the worst record of all time, by the way. <laughs> Put it this no way. to go but up. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly. Put it this way. He needs eight years of 10-6 and six to get to 500. Good Lord. Think about that. Jim <laughs> Jim Fisher approves that message, man. <laughs> or Jeff Fisher, excuse me. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Fisher. <laughs> That's how forgettable that coach is. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fisher approves that message. Yeah. Jim Fisher. I was thinking of Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Anyway, but uh I don't know, man. I Maybe you can lay it on. Maybe it's not all Hughes' fault, and maybe he, I don't know. Maybe I thought they were reasonably competitive. They weren't a good team, but I thought they had some fight in them, and they didn't look like doormats, and they didn't lay down. So and maybe the GM saying, "Hey, you know, Hughes not the biggest part of our problems. There's going to be a ton of turnover this year. Let's see what happens. Let's see where we. I mean, they've got a great draft slots. Uh, maybe this is just the year to kind of, you know, go after the players. And if uh, you know you you feel out Hugh, whoa." Sounds kind of dirty there, Todd. Uh, you feel out here a little bit, and then, you know, and then who knows? Maybe uh, you know you get some players, you get some people, and and they kind of turn around a little bit. Entirely possible. Can you imagine the Browns actually winning and doing well? I mean, like seriously, It'd be crazy. This director said this after all. Dream, Justin. Oh, you want I dream to dream? That's probably more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Let's take the dog out in a second. Apparently, I got the notification on my Apple Watch. Thank you, Sarah, for the Apple Watch. That is kind of fun. I really secretly think that's. She was like, I know I can text Justin during the podcast, and it's going to vibrate on his wrist. He's going to damn sure know the dog needs to go out. <laughs> Yes, I dreamed a dream. Hugh Jackson. (sighs) Also, side note, Shannon, this one's for you as we get out of here. I do like this one, by the way. And, you know, Jeopardy's a tricky thing, y'all. Jeopardy's a tricky thing. So, (laughs) lessons. Life lessons here, man. See if I can find the, uh, the appropriate slide. Let's see. All right. Here you go. So, New Year's Day episode. There's a question. A song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1667 John Milton classic. He's obviously referring to the book Paradise Lost and the track Gangsta's Paradise. This is Nick's response. A song by Coolio from Dangerous Minds goes back in time to become a 1667 John Milton classic. Nick, what is Gangsta's Paradise Lost? Yes. Our judges have reevaluated one of your responses a few moments ago, Nick. You said gangsters instead of gangstas on that song by Coolio. So we take 3,200 away from you. So you are now in second place. Lisa, you have the lead. Savage. Oh. I mean, bro, this guy looks like he's a CPA for a CPA. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he, he's like extra white looking dude. Of course he. <laughs> of course he said gangster. 
Of course, y'all. That's rough, man. <laughs> anyway. That's messed up. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a tough break. Uh, anyway, apparently the dog is crying, so I've got the notification, and I need to I need to go uh, deal with her. So y'all can either bear with me for a second, or we just wrap up, and I go. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Okay, man. so here we go. I gotta get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. It's late. All right, guys. Look, man, it's been fun. It's great to catch up. Have a great weekend, uh, and we will rally up after the college football championship game and certainly uh, wild card weekend. Uh, we are the sports. You can find us on iTunes, our home feed on Podbean, Stitcher Radio. Uh, of course, uh, you know, livesportscaster.com, uh, the Google Play Store. Keywords are sports and brew. But until then, friends, we will catch you on the flip side. From all of us to all of you, peace out. And that's right, even in Cleveland, man. Dream a dream. It is the off season. It's the off season, man. Don't worry. NFL draft, free agency. One day, man. One day, friends. <laughs> Not today so and not this tell year. Them there's a chance. <laughs> one day. One day. But from all of us to all of you, <laughs> enjoy the football and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out, y'all. Peace out. Good night. Good night, friends. See you. Peace.